Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Hello, governor. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. How are you? Mm. Doing fantastic. Now that I have that coffee. I feel like uh, you're watching a show Get Smart. Yeah, no, the movie or the show? The show from Mm-mm. back in the 60s. I, did they do the Cone of Silence in the movie? I have no idea. The Cone of Silence would be, so Agent 86 and his boss, I'm blanking on his name, Chief, they would sit like this, but like they'd be talking about like secret agent stuff. Mm. So they'd bring these things down to like the Cone of Silence so nobody could hear them, but they couldn't hear themselves. Yeah. That's what I feel like this is like, but we can hear each other. We can hear each other. It's modern technology. It sounds, it feels like we're in a different room. With this glass, especially when you get close, you you don't realize like it's just this little superficial it's, thing, but it helps, and it's a it's a smarter way to do this. So I like uh, so for those of you that don't know this, this table that Ben has used to be in his kitchen, mm-hmm. and you and this has been in your family for like what sixty years? Oh no, not this one. Not this. So one. this was in the living room. This was in the living room one. This one I got mm, two years ago on Craigslist. The uh, the wooden one was been there for sixty. Yeah, 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 years. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Long time. See, I already got my facts wrong. Like, you were close. Time. You were like mixing stuff. You can tell I'm still waking up. I'm not fully <laughs> caffeinated yet, but um, this is yeah. my third amount of coffee today. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I had my. Uh, this is actually this is real coffee. Mm. What kind of coffee is this? This is Verve. I believe it's Colombian coffee. Is this one of those where you got to like filter it? Yeah, I did the pour over filter everything. Okay. Yeah, he got the water to two ten, grounded the beans freshly. Um, did the poor method. It was, it's good. And that's why I have this. So much fucking work. It's, By the way, can we swear on the show? You can say whatever okay. you want. Fucking, yeah. fucking <laughs> Christ. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been recent, I've been told recently that I basically just like coffee flavored water because I just do the donut shop K cups and I put ice cubes in them to cool it off. Cause you know, I'm weird, but this is real coffee. It's strong. It's thick. It's bold. It's got some, you know, flavor. Yeah. Mm hmm. Not the uh, water. Yeah, it's a great balance of um, you get a, a nice body out of it. You don't get too much saturation where it tastes very like mucky mm-hmm. and kind of like um, just like it's been sitting. Sure, it's quite fresh, you know. And you also don't uh, because it's a light roast. You get way more notes, flavors, um, a more mouthful of flavors because the beans aren't um, when they're roasted dark roast. Sure. It burns off the notes, and you actually burn off more caffeine. Burns off the notes? Yeah, the flavors, the different oh, flavors. Okay. Like what you'd get with uh, a hard liquor or a beer when you could taste different flavors in it, yeah. that kind of gets burnt off in the process. So I've been told. I'm not an expert, nor do I roast, but I've been told people who do roast and who are experts. I love roasts. Roast like? Like ha-ha like roast. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, you, didn't, you weren't going with that joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed you, Rob. We used to have a lot of bad jokes together. Welcome to Wolf City, kids. Um, um, yeah. You you know more about movies than anybody I've ever met. More than I do. What about music? Because I really like having that crown. Music is a different ball game. Okay. Because music has, w- there's way more content. Fa- I, know, I know about famous music. Okay. Like mainstream music. Got it. See, I, I, there's just so much more content with music. Sure. And there's way more cross genres. There's more material out there than there is film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different. It's a different art form. It's a lot easier to put it out than to make a whole movie. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. But, yeah. No, it's it's been something that always connected us right out the gate as as people and as friends. That's how we know each other because you reached out to record your first album here. I tell everybody that story. Tomorrow's Forever. Yeah. Great record. It's it, But it's so – like I tell everybody that story because it's like – 
I hired this guy to like cut a record at his house. He had no idea what he was getting into. Because, you know, he's just like, oh, these people come over, they record. Can you get a little closer to that mic? Yeah, please? I can get a little closer Normally, to mic. without glass hair, I normally shove the mic into people's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I went with you because, like, I I record or uh, studio shop for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I don't know, I got a feeling about this guy. But, like, that being said, we're very yin-yang. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll go with them. And then, like, day one that I'm here, we're, like, getting guitar levels. And I'm like talking about the Avengers and you're like, oh, did you see this trailer? And then the whole time we're cutting the record, I'm going, me and him need to start a show together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm always hustling. I'm always just like thinking forward, like how can we work together and try and like make make money in this racket? Yeah, no, I mean, I I love movies too. I love podcasts. Obviously we did Friends of Music for, you know, seven years and Mandate Movie where this is two years, but we're coming back on to it because the pandemic has messed things up heavily. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there's nothing to talk about. There's, there's no movie about. news, and I like also personally stopped like watching so many movies. Me too. I'm so far behind. I'm. I haven't watched like if they came out with the Oscar nominations tomorrow, I'd be like, ninety five percent of the movies I'm not seeing. Me as well. I've seen Trial of Chicago Seven. That's probably like the only like Oscar baity one that I've seen. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. They're at, that's it. Borat too. I even see Borat. No, it's good. Yeah, my wife, uh, I, I heard it was funny. I haven't seen it though. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and they they really do a good job. Uh, the only thing with this one is that I feel in like five to ten years it'll be a little more dated than the first one was. Mm. I, th- that's without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. It's just because some of the topical issues. It's like, all right, you know, that's gonna pass. Got it. So because they Got really it. do cover COVID. Oh really? Oh yeah, hardcore. The COVID thing. Um. It was really weird when it first started being part of pop culture. Like when I maybe July, I first started seeing sure. it in like commercials, sure. like masks and stuff. I sure. was like, "Oh no!" Come to come to Orlando, Florida. There's kids running around with masks, yeah. and I'm like, "Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> Don't go to Orlando, Florida. Do you want to squash this thing, or do you want it to go on for the rest of your life?" Yeah, it's been a very controversial, problematic, um, up and down battle. The last are you 10 done? Months. Are you done with people like I am? Like, I'm just so fucking, like, you know, at first it was like, okay, nobody really knows what's going on. All right. You know, blah, 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 blah. But then like, by like the end of the summer, it's like, listen, kids, listen, folks, time out. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Say it with me now. Three syllables. Pandemic. (laughs) Stay the fuck at home. Wear a goddamn mask. Stop telling people. Oh, it's my freedom. I don't want to wear a mask. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Put a goddamn mask on. Shut the fuck up. Go to Walmart. Get your groceries and go home. Yeah, I, I wore a mask every time I went out, and exactly. I would only well, go to grocery stores. Now it's been required. Well, yeah. for seven eight months. Right, so. and just stores, and I didn't really go anywhere. I'm I'm fortunate to have enough land here to just kind of. Right. I just lived here, and I'm surprised you're not just growing your own vegetables and I'm, like. It's, Three months, I will be. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. I was expecting a phone call over the summer going, Rob, do you want to come over and help me build a fence? Well, I've, you got know some, why? I've got some cattle on its way. It Well, first of all, cattle, I wish I could, but it'd break some codes in this city. Uh, We're not unincorporated. We can't uh, just do stuff. You can do chickens. We can put those in the basement. Nobody I think know. I could do chickens. I've looked into it. We'll talk about that off mic. I can get them for <laughs> five bucks a piece. I know a guy. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll let you know. I know a couple guys. Um, and gals. I was going to do a garden forever, but DZ Fest. Mm. Kind of takes up the whole yard. Is that going on this year? Possibly. If everything needs to be completely, legitimately legal, 
emo- like like morally, ethically, legally. So probably not. Pop culture wise, everything needs to be perfect. You thought about September. doing a virtual one? Oh, you want to do it in September? Yeah, September. Okay. Move just to give us three extra months, yeah, two yeah, extra yeah. months of leeway. End of September, Can last you weekend. In contemplated September. doing a virtual show? Mm. No, it's not. It's the not same. my thing. It doesn't work for me personally. I miss playing. It really. So I've been doing pretty good this whole like this whole past year, surprisingly, mm-hmm. and actually better. I've been doing better than I ever have, but. Uh, the last couple of weeks, it's finally hit me. Like, I got my guitar out, and I set up my equipment, and I'm like, you know, you need to knock some of the rust off with, like, your stage presence, like, stamina, right? Holy fuck. It's just like, wow, I miss playing. Mm-hmm. I miss playing. I miss going out. I miss the lights. I miss the, you know, all the narcissistic. Mm-hmm. No, the thing is, you're, you're <laughs> a musician, me, right? Watch me, watch yeah. me. You're a musician. You miss performing. Yeah. Creating art. To perform for people and getting their reaction and maybe making a difference in something in their in their mind, right? Oh, for sure. Well, people equally miss that information, receiving it. They miss going to shows. They miss seeing a musician. Like they miss singing along to something. They miss, you know, dancing in a crowd or moshing or swaying or crying or holding someone's hand while they watch something. They miss going to the movies and doing those same things on a first date, holding a hand, going to see a movie. Like these things are very real. They're very much missed. And that's why I don't think those things are going away at all. They're very um, visceral and very necessary for human connection. You could stream all you want. You and I are massive movie nerds. And the fact that as soon as they got rid of movies in theaters, we kind of just like stopped means a lot. It shows that like, oh, people like this. I know many people who are like, I just miss going to the movies on like a Friday when like it's the winter and there's nothing to do. And I want to see a new Oscar worthy movie, you know? We also live in a bubble. Um, there's thousands of us uh, in the country, but we live in this very small bubble where we're on this fast freight train that's this this whole, like, you know, oh, this is the slate for the year. And it's like, we all know, like, these movies are coming out this month, and these are the blockbusters, and these are the indies, and these are the Oscar Beatty movies, and these are the blah, 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 blahs, and these are the ones with Tom Cruise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fuck Tom Cruise. But yeah, 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 yeah. And... Then the train stopped. And when the train stopped, it's like, I, I'm i not sitting, like, we would get so excited. Oh, Avengers, blah, 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 is coming out in three months. And it's just that mental countdown to that enjoyment. But now that it's all gone, it's just like, well, what's my incentive to watch this movie? Because there's no hype train. There's no fear of missing out on premiere night. There's no... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like for me, uh, this movie came out cool. Nobody's really talking about it. It trended on Twitter for like twelve hours, and then it passed. And it's like, like Judas and the Black Messiah just came out over the weekend. I still haven't watched it yet. I never even heard of that. But that would be something that I would have watched, you know, opening night. Now, like Wandavision, because I've been going live afterwards and doing my reviews for it. That I stay up for. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm currently, you know, on top of. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just finally watched The Little Things and it had been out for a month. You know, normally mm-hmm. that would have been a movie. It's Denzel. Yeah. I fucking love Denzel. Yeah. That would have been a, ooh, it's Friday night, I'm watching this. Yeah. But I don't know. What about you? How, are, how, have, you, how have you been watching movies? Uh, next to nothing besides the 4K discs that I've been personally buying and watching on my new player. Okay. Only because it's just otherworldly. The, the image, the sound, the experience, it's very theatrical. 
been getting a lot of them, trying to find them for cheap, but it's amazing just watching that uncompressed video. Such high quality. It's unreal. For sure. And um, But I don't know. I, I stopped paying for all my streaming services. I got rid of them. I have none. I don't. None. You don't have Disney Plus? Nothing. So you're not watching WandaVision? So everything on this television behind me is like my roommate stuff. So the only place I could watch anything, they're all on there. All, they have their own streaming services. I can watch stuff on there. I just kind of just don't. Did you watch Mando? I haven't finished it. I watched like three episodes. I haven't been watching it. I literally Do you know the ending? It. No. Don't say anything. I'm, well, I'm not going to. I, WandaVision? I am so nothing. like, dude. We our lives are like in ruins. I mean that we are the opposite of what we used to be. It's well, so I, it's good though because I found new ways. I want to get back into that okay. mindset, but I think for literally two decades I just like overdid it sure. and just went real hard in watching a lot of movies all night every day, and it takes up a lot of time. So I've been uh, just delegating my time to other things, going right. on hikes, being outside as much as I can, even in this weather. Like, I'm going to go for a hike after this in the blizzard. Why? Health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, meditative, um, continuity in my life. Mm. It breaks up the day for me. I mean, I'll go to the gym. Like, I'm, I, lo- same, I love It's the same out, concept. It's the same mentality. I like people go to the gym it's every 70 day. degrees in there. Well, you know. I like the struggle. I like, I like the suffering. Just like in the summer, I love walking when it's 95 and just... Sweating profusely, you know? It builds character. It builds character. It makes you appreciate things differently. I don't mind the cold and the snow. I like going on a hike and seeing the snow over every branch. No one's out there. It's silent. It's very quiet in the winter. Give me 80 degrees and a picture of a snowy hill. (laughs) It made me like seasons in a new way and not kind of be, uh, not resent them. Um, The silence of the winter is something most people don't experience. There's much less cars, much less people, much less productivity. So the ambient acoustics of the world, at least around here, drops a lot, by a lot. The highways have less people. When it's snowing out, there's nothing out there, just silent. And you just hear the the earth. You don't see any animals. You don't see people. Right. And you just kind of see what is necessary for life to keep moving forward. Like it, So it's a different appreciation for it. I know. It's very hippy-dippy. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. I um, mean, I'm you know more power to you if that's if that's if that's what you you know get excited about. Go it, for it's it. It's fun. And when you come back, like last night, we went during this really bad blizzard last night. Wait, you were out walking during the snow last night? Yeah, I walked from Why? five to like six thirty during like the peak of it. My left eye got frozen shut, and uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> my I don't phone even know. froze. I was gonna bust it out to take a picture because yeah. it was crazy looking. And it said, and it just shut it off. Said, and it, and it, the screen came on. It said, "Ben, go the fuck back inside the house." Yeah, it froze mm-hmm. and my phone died. And it and it's never happened to me before. And uh, the snow. So I have goggles and a mask. The goggles were f- fogging up, mm-hmm. but it was so cold out because it was like negative fifteen or twenty. Oh yeah, that the goggles started freezing over. I couldn't wipe it off. I had to scrape it. So I took them off in my pocket. So now my face is exposed. I might have red marks on my cheeks still. I don't know. And, you know, you have heat on your face, so the snow's hitting you, and yeah. then it's melting. But then I had these gusts of wind coming, and my eyes were so close to try to not have a lot of snow get in my eyes because mm-hmm. I didn't have the goggles on that this one was so close that the water between the eyelids was close enough to where it froze. And I'm just sitting there, and I couldn't open my eye, and there was just, it was just frozen across my eye. <laughs> and I just covered it like this and warmed it up with my hand. And it melted, and, it, and I just pulled my eye open, and it was fine. But uh, it was a good experience. Um, I enjoy those types of things. I didn't get hurt, so it doesn't matter. 
You're just kind of like. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in and and go and thinking about my light my night last night and it, you know it's fairly good. I was uh, inside the house the entire time. Most people are. I didn't Other see anybody when I, outside. Well, I took the trash cans out and uh, had to put uh, hoodie on. I had to put pants on because I usually just wear basket. By the way. Uh, Thanks for inviting me over. I actually had a reason to put pants on today, like mm-hmm. real pants, not mm-hmm. sweatpants, because that's what I've worn for a year. That's what everyone's been wearing for yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, I, I invested in like $100 worth of basically athletic clothes, mm-hmm. and that's all I've worn. I, I don't blame it. you. That's that's a good chunk of people. Yeah. I personally get dressed up every morning just to maintain like uh, sanity. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, people always give me crap. They're like, do you ever just relax? <laughs> Yeah, well, what I what I, I love is pads. on camera, you only have to like look good from here on up. Yeah. So like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I've got a million graphic t-shirts or whatever, or mm-hmm. I'll just throw a hoodie on. Or like yesterday, I did my live show uh, early evening, and I was like, oh, let's let's fancy it up today. And I put put my jacket on, and I'm wearing basketball shorts, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them if they do. It's it's really interesting to see how much people have just like. They work from home, they work from their laptop, and they just wear just the most lounge clothes day in and day out all day. Well, that's what I was saying on my drive over here when I first walked in. You were like, oh, hey, you know, how's the drive? I'm like, fucking, you know, I I don't miss, like, I miss driving in the car, like, on longer, like, spurts, more than, like, five, ten minutes just, like, running to the store. Because I I used to be how I'd listen to podcasts and music and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But then, like, driving here today, I'm like, man, I got so used to just... Hey, we're doing a show at ten, and I roll out of bed at nine fifty-five and turn my computer on, and you know, three, two, turn the lights, turn the studio lighting on, and let's roll. You know what I mean? Like when this is all over, it's going to take some getting used to for everybody, like to go back to the way things were. I, which I don't think things will ever be the same at all. But just that the commute, the you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What What do you mean by you don't think anything will be the, or things won't be the same? Like I think a lot of things won't be the same. Give me an example of what you think. I think for, you know, there's, what, 375 million people in this country? 330, a lot. Three, yeah, something like that. There's going to be at least a few million people that are always going to be looking over their shoulder with, like, and that's I'm going to be one of them. You know, it's going to be weird shaking people's hands. Is it weird that I'm not going to be like that? <laughs> You're not? I'm the least germaphobic person it's ever. Not, well, it's not, it's just... This is like the new way of life. It doesn't. I get it. It's it's dangerous. Sure. It's it's serious. Personally, I do not. It doesn't scare me that much. But that's because of doesn't scare my me life. either. It's just you go so long with with that like constant fear of like don't touch people, stay six feet away. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like that becomes your new mindset. So to kind of roll reverse that mindset, it's gonna take a while. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it depends on your situation. Like. um I'm not around anybody who's older and not around anybody who's younger. I'm not around anybody who has a health ailment, mm-hmm. um, immune compromise. Everyone I'm around is my age. We're all young. We're all healthy. And I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. At the end of the day, it's it. just, it's, it's, I don't look, Rob Fishback's it. looking out for Rob Fishback. I don't want it, but it doesn't scare me either, personally. Sure. So, yeah. Because we don't know what the long term side effects are. That's what is the worrisome thing, not knowing like what will happen in a year or two or six months from it. I'm getting sweaty. Getting sweaty? I get hot when I talk like like this, just like focusing, you know? Why do you smile? I like to break the fourth wall and look at the camera sometimes. I can't. Oh, you know, speaking of cameras, I want to promote this art real quick before we uh, get lost. This is a good friend of mine, Tim Strakowski. 
and he's a phenomenal artist. I love his artwork. He does a lot of pornalism and using pretty much a small incre- – I'm going to find up his Instagram. I think it's Bulbs. Let me look it up real quick. I know it's not under his actual name. I always do this on the podcast. I'm always looking up stuff. When All, it's, always looking at shit? Well, I'm always like behind on paying it. Why won't – my phone's been having issues. Why? I don't know because I think I get it wet all the time and I kind of abuse it. How do you get it wet? The shower, listening to – why won't – Wait, you can take your phone in the shower? I mean it's waterproof, water resistance, even though it, I've noticed how it's shit. kind of gotten messed up from doing it. All right, so it is Bulb2021 or Bulb, B-U-L-B, 2021. Uh, this is Tim Schakowsky, great artist. He's made art for – um, shows we've had here. He's made posters. He's made a. Um, he's sold his work at DZ Fest. He's come to support shows. Great guy. I love his artwork. If you look very closely, I, this camera is not going to do it justice. But a lot of these shapes and the swirling are all done by hand to create a lot of different textures, and it's it's really cool. So thank you, Tim, for for bringing your work and displaying it again. That's Bulbs Twenty Twenty One. Go check it out on Instagram. Support his artwork. Purchase it. Admire it. Share it. Thank you. Check it out. We're back. I love the plugs. Thanks. Yeah, I've been noticing too on your your Instagram game's been up. You've been like all this artwork. Yeah. I mean, like I'm looking at. If you're watching this, you can't see this, but like over here on the side, there's all these all these paintings and stuff. Yeah, I walk into your house. I've been here and fuck, I don't nine months. Yeah, it's been I saw, a while. I, I, I've been I've seen you one time in person since COVID started, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Wow, you you've done some upgrading. Yeah, I repainted everything, <laughs> reconfigured, bought a bunch of new furniture, redesigning, repotted the plants, bunch of I have a lot of artwork and I just it's hard to um properly display it sure. and put it up and I'm thinking of just like the DZ stuff I used to have around, putting that like strictly the basement. Like this room in the basement is like DZ stuff and then the house is like a house. But it just so happens I gain a lot of cool artwork from the last decade of doing fun stuff and i like art a lot so i know you do yeah all kinds love it a little obsessive (laughs) and uh, you just learn on facebook instagram you kind of in order to just keep moving forward you could use whatever word you want it could be relevancy it could be on top of your game but it's you gotta like post something especially in a time when you can't do anything you can't have a show which represents your progress. That's what... You know what I'm saying? So you have to promote to represent your progress. It's a weird way of doing I it. I fell off social media so bad, like, last year, because it was, like, I was so used to the racket, you know, at least once or twice a week. Like, if I was, you know, playing something or hosting something, you know, getting the word out, getting the word out, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which Instagram and Twitter, I didn't... Like, my, my audience were, like, more, like, bar gigs and shit wasn't that market, so it was more Facebook. And then it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, politics took over. <laughs> and it's like, eh, you, you like start going down, you know, blah, 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 blah. But January 1st, I, I have 10 goals for the year. I'm not going to say all of them publicly, but I have 10 goals for the year. And one of them is to really focus. Like I have a goal set in mind, but really focus on social media. Yeah. Like really get my game up. I've been working on Twitter and Instagram posting at least, at least tweeting like four or five times a week, you know? And I'm one of those people, like if it doesn't get enough likes, I delete it. 
you mm. know, because I want it to look good, right? Mm. Increase followers. Same I don't know Instagram. anything about that. I never used Twitter. It's it sucks. I, social media sucks, but mm. unfortunately, working in entertainment and trying to make it and hustle, you have to. Like I, I used to be one of those people. Who was like, fuck social media. I'm just gonna, you know, the art will speak for itself. Wrong, all capital letters. Wrong, 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 wrong. Art wrong. used to speak for itself. Now it Not doesn't. Now numbers speak like, for themselves. Like somebody like Neil Young would have a very tough time these days, you know, because you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a big Neil Young fan, but like he's not. He's not, you know, you wouldn't see him on social, you know, tweeting all day long. Mm-hmm. But you know who, you know what I will say? You know who my favorite follow on Twitter is? Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark Hamill is hilarious. Yeah. He is awesome on Twitter. And he's for really, those who don't know, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Or he's, the Joker. He's really, um, I don't know what, what it was like for him in the eight, in the nineties and two thousands with like the whole, like dealing with the fact that everybody knows him as Luke Skywalker, but he's really embraced it. At least from what I've noticed in the last year or two on Twitter. And he really like, he, it's cool. Like he seems like a really cool guy. Probably the last trilogy did that. Probably. Yeah. Probably. That money. But he's great. Um, I want to segue to something that I find quite important and quite, um, I don't know, overlooked and underappreciated by a lot of people. And that is accepting and enjoying a person for just who they are instead of their beliefs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You see where I'm segueing to? We, we're going to talk about politics? Not necessarily politics. Oh, because I love talking about politics. Not, I, I hate talking about I know. Because it's... It's so divisive, but I'm talking about the first time I met you. Sure. And we just talked about music and film and sprinkles of things in between. You play country, alternative, rock, folk. Singer-songwriter. Singer-songwriter. Yeah. Your favorite musicians of all time are... Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Fleetwood Mac, The Beatles. And you play music like that. You play a lot of music like that. Yeah. And you're from a small town in the Midwest. Small town in the Midwest, further from Chicago. Yeah. You know, to where it's, bit. you're not like, would you say, what, 40, 40 miles? The burbs. Yeah. The burbs. Deep burbs, though, because this is the burbs. You're like deep burbs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? For appearances, I like to keep my appearances up. I just say, from Chicago, Illinois. No, I, that's yeah. why I'm not saying what town. Right, right. But I'm using distance because that can help people understand sure, without giving sure. away too much information. Sure. And that comes with a different type of upbringing. Very different. Very different. Very different. Even I had a different type of upbringing from you from than from somebody from Chicago, just being right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you came in, and we were talking, and you you had opposite political ideologies and religious ideologies and beliefs than I did. Sure. But it d- didn't matter to me because I, I saw how you were as a person. Right. And that's all that matters. And the thing is, I'm being very um, cryptic because I want listeners to understand that no one's political or religious ideology is better than the next. Well, I mean, I'll just say, I'll just say it out loud. You can, I don't, I'm so, not, yeah, you speak. You know, uh, I grew up in a house, you know, my mom had Fox News on all the fucking time. Like, that's just what she watched. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a big deal or anything. You know what I mean? And like, we grew up during the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't have a problem with them, but I, you know, at the same time, it's like, you're 14 years old. Like, why would you? Yeah, you don't know You know anything. what I mean? You yeah. don't know shit. Yeah. And then, you know, flash forward to Trump and Hillary, 
like, we'll just go directly to that. I was like, I mean, she's, she's just a terrible person. And I, this guy, you know, he's really ballsy. And I kind of like him because he's not like everybody else. And mm-hmm. he says exactly what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And he's not a politician. And he obviously can run businesses. He's mm-hmm. a multimillionaire, right? Put him in charge. Because, you know, Obama had promised all of these things. And unfortunately, because of politics as usual, actual politics, the way things are divided and everybody stays on their party lines, right? He, was, he, he did not accomplish all the things he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He accomplished a lot of things, but not everything he wanted to do. You know, like to. the health care bill. Mm-hmm. At, at first, I was like, this sounds amazing. But what got passed versus what they wanted to pass were very different. And unfortunately, it did fuck up a lot of things for a lot of people. But being able to stay on your parents' health insurance until you're 26, you know, I look at, like, look, I look at my sister right now who just graduated college. And, you know, she's 20, she'll, she's 21. And it's like, because of the pandemic and everything, thank God that happened because otherwise she probably wouldn't have health insurance because she's a waitress. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, that was cool. But at the same time, because politics is not my life, it's just something you hear about. Right. So when it came to Trump and Hillary, I'm going, I like this guy, you know, I'll give him a shot because fuck Hillary Clinton. She's just, she's just a terrible person. May I ask, was it a political party thing or is it just a person thing? It was a person thing. So because you, you once, don't identify- like when Obama, when Obama ran against Romney, I was like, I mean, I'm kind of going for Obama because this Romney guy's an idiot. You so know what I mean? you not identified as like a Republican? I definitely identified as a conservative. As a conservative, okay. Definitely. Yeah. Because once again, being somebody that's, you know, believes in God- Mm-hmm. unfortunately, is tied to that party. You know what I mean? Is as, as liberal as you want to be socially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. But once again, it's not something that consumes my life. Yeah. Wasn't something that consumed my life. So, you know, it was whatever. Once that guy got into office, though, the first couple of months I was like, all right, you know, gas is going down. And then he just kept talking. And talking and talking. And I'm like, you know, one would think if you became president of the United States, you would act like the president of the United States. Presidential, sure. Right. You know, or at least not a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, I mean, once again, it's it's like when when he was pitching, this is how I look at things. It's, it's all, you know, marketing strategy. You're, you're, in, you're in your pitch room, right? You're pitching the idea. So when he's pitching himself to be a candidate, like, hey, vote for me because I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, some of the stuff I'm going, yeah, you're not going to do that because that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't like Hillary Clinton. And it's not for any other reason than I look at her record and I'm going, she's been in politics for forever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we got to try something else. Well, once again, once he got in there, it was like, uh-oh. What about before he got Uh-oh, in there when he, when he was talking about the, the wall and stuff? How did you feel about that? The wall, no. I mean, that's – well, but once again, the that immigration's been – I remember the 2004 election with Bush and Kerry. Mm-hmm. Immigration was a huge issue. It was like immigration, stem cell research, gay marriage, and then the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Those were the four main issues when, when – uh, and global warming, which the sad part is, is half of these issues are still – 
like main talking points, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a huge thing way back when. And, you know, so here comes Trump and he's like, the wall, the wall just got 10 feet higher. And you're going, there's no realistic way you're ever going to pull this off. I'm all about like lowering gas prices and like, yeah, let's bring more jobs back to America because, you know, we've pretty much outsourced just about everything, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff I could get behind, but then some of the stuff you, you know, even you knew, it's so far-fetched and ridiculous just set it to the side because there's no way he's ever going to pull it off. I mean, I heard, knew that about most of the things he said. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. But once again, so he gets in there and it's like, all right. And then you move on with your life and some time passes and then you check back into the news and you're going, he said what? Mm-hmm. He did what? Wait, why is he hanging out with these people? Wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then I started really starting to pay attention over the last like two years. And... It's been a year now. Before we go to yeah, go ahead. say, I want to get the timeline right. So I met you in September, September of 2018. 18, August of 2018. Eight, August 2018, yeah. Yes. We didn't start recording until September. Correct. So that's, you know, two years, four months, five months ago. Sure. When I first met you, you didn't say any, we didn't. You don't no, meet someone and go it. like, I'm this, I'm that, I believe. Right. But you just pick up on social right. cues when you just meet sure. people. Sure. But the thing is, that didn't matter because what, we aligned with was the thing that humanized us. Right. The things that bring people together, food, culture, music, art, conversationalists. We could talk forever about anything, Um, relating to stuff, agreeing upon things. And then you bring in your foundation of growing up. You say you're more of a conservative mindset. Sure. But politically, you kind of just go with a person who truly you feel like will do something better for the country. Well, yeah, and I I 100% believe in that now. Yeah. So you, Does that you, make sense? Yeah. Like I'm 100% like getting behind a person, mm-hmm. not a not a thing. Yeah. Because what have we learned? Getting behind that is just not a good idea. It doesn't always mean what you think it might. No, not at all. You know, and that's a, the the problem is you say conservative people all automatically go like you know, far, 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 far right. right conservative. He has he has a AR-15 and like on him. I right don't now. own a gun. No, I don't either. I don't. <laughs> I don't own a gun. That's I don't, the thing, uh, though. You don't own a gun. You love artists and things. You love well, yeah. weird stuff. You love you love experimental movies, things that have swearing um, and violence and nudity, things that go against right. conservative mindsets and values. Well, I'm pro pot, obviously, pro, very pro pot, hardcore pro pot. <laughs> but the thing is. So what does that mean when you have all these things going against what people would say is like, no, this is but a But see, that's mindset. the thing is that those those are not things that I spent time thinking about because I'm more focused on I need to get this song done because I got a gig, you know, in two weeks and mm-hmm. I want to debut this new song. Mm-hmm. Like that's my, those are my primary focuses. Yeah. But once again, over pretty much, you know, the first time they tried to impeach him, it was like, man, this guy... What the fu- what is this dude up to? Like, mm-hmm. what is he doing? Right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. And then three, four weeks later, COVID started. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget March 15th. It was a Sunday. They mm-hmm. declared everything in a national state of emergency. I'll never forget that day as long as I live for like four different reasons. But the one of them was because of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching him on television that afternoon going, what do you mean this is going to be gone by Easter? I just listened to some scientist that was like, you know, this this might be it for humanity. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
so why are you saying this, you know, oh, come, you know, come Easter, everything's going to be fine. We're all going to get together for Easter. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's mm-hmm. going to be grand. And I'm like, no, no, like nobody can buy toilet paper right now. You know what I mean? Why don't you act like the president instead of a douchebag? And then that's kind of where it was like, I really need to start paying attention to uh, politics, past foreign trade policy, and, you know, do we want to spend a lot of money or do we want to lower taxes or why do we need to raise taxes or fix the fucking roads, right? Boring stuff. And then I started paying attention and I started watching this guy and I'm like, you're an idiot. You're, he's an idiot. He's, a, he's just a fucking idiot. He, I mean, he's the smartest guy in the room for certain reasons. Like, he knows how to play the game, kind of. He doesn't, though. He's been but, sniffed out. But, but, he's been a, he's well, been, he has now. He's but been a prior farce. to that, he knew how to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, he'd been bankrupt before, you know, filed, you know, right? With mm-hmm. back, you know, with some of his businesses. and shit. But he knows how to play the game. Start watching this guy. And then next thing I know, let's flash forward a few months. I'll never forget as long as I live. I'm watching live on television. Everybody's in Washington for protesting what what happened with George Floyd. And this motherfucker has this crowd tear gas so he can take a picture in front of a church that he doesn't go to holding a Bible that he's never read Mm -hmm. for a fucking photo op. Mm -hmm. And then that... Like, after that day, once again, because of, like, some of my friends, their parents, right, family members of mine, I noticed people stopped liking my Facebook posts. I noticed, right, a transition. I, to this day, and I won't throw anybody under the bus, I still get DMs on Facebook from people that I know that are older than me, some that are around my age as well sending me links to videos and I know they just send them to everybody because I but I get them all the time oh you know we're about to uncover this and this is going to be great for Trump or this is going to you know you need to read this because this is the real news and it's like it's it's come it's been it's become so bad and once again I know that they're just sending these out to every single person they're friends with on Facebook but it's like you really start to see how brainwashed people are and how most people just cannot think for themselves at all, at all. Would you say that, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. Would you say Trump fed on that and he played on it? Well, exactly. I mean, I told my sister the other day, I said, you got to understand something. He's kind of laying low right now. Well, now the, the second impeachment trial is over. I don't know when this show is going to air, but the second impeachment trial is over with it. ended a couple of days ago. Uh, once again, he got out of it. He's laying low right now, but I'm telling, I told my sister this the other day, I'm like, this dude is ready to launch satellites into outer space to start his own phone company because Apple and Android will not let him have apps. They will not let him on, you know what I mean, have, you know, communication on their, on their phones. He'll start his own goddamn phone company. You, you watch. Mm-hmm. And there'll be millions of idiots that buy these Trump phones so that he can just spread pro- propaganda. Mm-hmm. You, and I know it sounds crazy, but the sad part is I could see it happening. It didn't sound crazy because minus the phone thing. But you get what I mean with the phone? He already did that. But see, now that they've banned him from everything, right? Yeah. 
And they've come out and they're like, you know, we're not going to let him have this or we're not going to let him, you know, back on here. He'll just start his own thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, there's 73 million people that voted for him. Now, you got to understand, I would say, because I know some of these people, I would say probably at least half of them are going to vote for a Republican no matter yeah. who it is. That's that's a lot of people. Right? Yeah. It, I would say, comfortably, I would say at least half, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you got you to gotta go, there's at least two or three million people. Like, you saw what happened on January 6th. I sure did. There's at least two or three million people that are exactly that. Yeah. 100 percent and, even, even and those are the down, ones that are dangerous and like, i know some of them like you, you go I, further too though like to one percent of that right if you go to just twenty thousand people that are ultra serious about it right like they, that's how you start a war yeah that's how you start a lot of problems what happened on january 6th right you know there was a lot of people there was everyone who was there wanting to go storm the Capitol and break inside no no that's not how it works you can't lie about it was there a lot of people who did and tried and people who died and got hurt Yes, way more than ever should have ever happened. And I think, you know, once again, he knows what he's capable of. And that's why he's so dangerous. Because he knows what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, tweeting out January 6th, C in D.C. Mm-hmm. And most most of us read that going, you know, he's just being weird. But some people read that and was like, oh, he's telling us mm-hmm. we need to go follow him. Mm-hmm. You know, they follow him like they follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, no matter where you stand with religion, if you believe he actually existed on this planet, did not stand for any of that shit. No, he you doesn't, know, they, that's they, not what's they, said in the Bible They killed him. They killed him because he was so radical mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, in a like far left way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, he, all he did was speak about being of the people. Love, Love and sharing. And take care of caring, your neighbor. Apologizing people. Forgiveness. Right. The biggest one of all. Mary Magdalene, right? They were literally going to stone her to death because, you know, that's what they did back then. She was a, you know, whatever the correct term is, prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You would specifically say that's PC, but, um, and he saved her, you know? And it's like, could you imagine... A bunch of Trumpers, you know, getting ready to, you know, throw rocks at some far left liberal, and then Jesus, who is their savior, coming walking in, going, whoa, 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 you got it, you got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a person. Let's be nice. Let's respect, peace, and love. Mm-hmm. So, I say all that to say this: all these far right. evangelical Christians that are following Donald Trump like he's Jesus Christ doesn't make any sense to me because they couldn't be any further from each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Trump has gone, and I say all that because Trump has gone out of his way to tie the religious aspect to his part, to his party. Mm -hmm. Not, and the sad part is like, it's not specifically the Republican party. It's the Trump party. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's, it sucks. And he's not, you know, I'm, I got tired. I said this five years ago to people. He's not a Christian. Mm, no. Why, why are you believing? Oh, no. Oh, well, he, he is now. And, but, and it's like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you're brainwashed. Religion can do that to you. You're brainwashed. But yeah. I knew that five years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm going, oh, he's just playing a chess game. Well, you know this. You grew up somewhat religious i'm assuming well yeah, yeah. I, I was raised catholic and then i just kind of got away from all of it for the longest time you know uh 
I full disclosure over this past year, you know, I still believe in God and everything, but my faith has decreased quite a bit. My faith in humanity has decreased quite a bit because for as much good as we've seen in the world this past year, the way people have really kind of come together with stuff, we've, the ugliness has come out. Everything's come out of the woodwork and we've seen how selfish people really are, mm-hmm. especially in this country. You know, globally, I think it would be a different conversation. But in the United States, woof. I mean, like I said, you know, we're two months into the pandemic, and I went to the uh, Menards, which we know Menards. And there was this guy, they, they must have hired him to work security to make sure people are wearing their masks, right? Mm-hmm. So I come walking up and I I was working on a yard project. So I was kind of there like every other day in the mornings, like picking stuff up like rocks and and dirt and stuff. And, you know, every day I would walk in, I'd watch somebody, you know, hey, man, you know, you need to wear your mask. Oh, I don't need a mask. You know, and I'd walk by him and I'd go in the store, right? And then like the third time, nobody was around and I walked up to him like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, oh, I'm good. You know, how are you? Because, like, he, nobody probably ever asks him how he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got a question for you. How often do you got to deal with somebody that doesn't want to wear a mask coming into this store? And he started laughing. He goes, every 10 minutes. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm a reti- I'm a, he's a retired sheriff uh, uh, from the county, older guy. And he goes, I work for the security, you know, the security firm or whatever, and they hire me part-time to come out here and make sure everybody's wearing their mask going inside, blah, 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 blah. Just kind of watch everything. I said, that's cool. And he go, but every 10 minutes, there'll be somebody walking in the store and he's like, you know, sir, you need to, you know, oh, don't tell me what to do, you know? And it's just like, put the fucking mask on. Like, why is this an issue? Mm -hmm. And then once again, that's, you just start to lose your faith in humanity because you're going, what is wrong with all of these people? You know, there are still people I know that think this whole thing's a hoax. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, all was the, the Chinese virus or whatever. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. How many millions of people are, I don't care where it came from. We need to, we need to focus on handling it and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Let's not focus on the past. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people want to do. Well, they want to blame things. They play the blame game. That's what Trump did. He still does it. You look like you've got so many questions. I can I'm, ramble. I'm a rambler. I'm listening so. to you. I'm taking yeah. in. Um, I want to go back to because I agree with everything you're saying. And sure. It, and I think most people, most people that watch, <laughs> would watch this would. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely been a serious, serious problem. Um, I, I don't. It's really hard to say what the issue is. Like why certain people don't believe it. It people think the world's flat. People think we've never been to space. People think 5G gives you cancer. These things are not, you know, it's, there's no proof of that, first of all. Scientology? Uh, Scientology is a thing. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's people falling into, wanting to accept tribalism, wanting to be accepted, falling into categories that can best suit their narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, being thrown into the abyss and not having answers is a very... Um, floundering place to be as a person. So you need attachments. I love the abyss. That's why I go out in blizzards and walk. It helps me to understand things, to find different ways of looking at things, being alone, taking in information, reflecting, um, seeing the world from a different lens other than just the lens 
which is this. Sure. And um, getting away from the TV shows and getting away from all that and the social media and just fo- talking to people, doing what we're doing now or through a phone call, through a text message. Social media lies, and it's not necessarily the uh, – it's a filter. It's Especially like, Facebook. Well, I mean like what people are putting on, it's a, they're finessing their reality. Right. But because, but due to like the algorithms and the way it all works and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook has really become kind of the, kind of a dangerous place. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, Twitter, Twitter, I mean, Instagram's its own thing. It's really not dangerous per se. Twitter can be very toxic and dangerous for multiple reasons, right? But Facebook, from what I've learned, especially for, you know, I call them the Trumpers, it's, it's a little bit more of an older crowd to begin with now, mm-hmm. right? Where Twitter is more for people like us. Uh, I find it very interesting how easily easily propaganda is spread on that platform. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't ever really use it. I'll post sure. on my own personal, like once a balloon. I don't look at anything, nothing but, at all. But for me, you know, after what happened with George Floyd, I'm going, listen, you know, I didn't really post much about that kind of stuff before because, you know, it's not good for business because people from both sides of the aisle, everybody that have different beliefs are going to listen to your music. And I, so you what know, you're saying to clarify, you just don't post anything political I on your not musical. Much. No, because once again, no matter what it is, no, because yeah. it's not good for business. And unfortunately, you know, once again, if you're Jason Momoa, you can say whatever you want. You know, he's famous. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot. He's got a large platform and a lot of people that will listen to him. So he, you know, and I'm just using him as an example. Sure. But he's somebody that could post. He's a great Instagram follow, by the way. Uh, he's somebody that could, or whomever's famous, right? Big celebrity. They can kind of get away with posting about political stuff because, and it's usually going to be, you know, left side, but they can get away with it a little bit better because they're already at a certain level. But mm. when you're trying to make it and you're trying to hustle and you only got a couple hundred followers or whatever it is, it's like, that's the last thing you want to do because it's going to turn part of your audience away no matter what. Cause I don't know what these people believe in that are listening to my music or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Or my podcasts or our show or whatever it is. But after what happened with George, I'm going, fuck this. Every single person in this country has got to... I want to know where everybody stands. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like everybody needs to raise their hand and go, are you going to be on the right side of this or are you going to be on the idiot side? Because that's it. And I I hate to be blunt, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I've lost some of my faith in humanity is I've seen how many people want to live in the past. And, you know, they want things to stay exactly the way they are. They don't want anything to change. They don't want progress. They don't want to fix anything because it doesn't affect their life, you know, to them. It doesn't matter. Because they're white. Because they're white. Yeah. And it's like, well, we have an opportunity here as white people, me and you, white people, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. to help in any way we can Mm -hmm. and, and get, you know, yeah, we need to move forward with things. You know, when you start reading about what's going, you know, there's fucking kids in cages. Like, I know that's very blunt, but it is what it is, you know, and hopefully Biden's going to resolve some of this stuff. But you know what else there is besides kids in cages? Adults in cages. Exactly. Prison system. Don't, even, very don't even get me started on that shit. Yeah. But I think what happened over the summer, and, you know, 
how how you know the world whether you want to say it was god or the world or however you want to phrase it everything timed itself the way it did so everybody everybody's home we're in the middle of a pandemic everybody's eyes are on their phones and on the television anyways and it really i think it helped the movement you know what i'm saying so for me it was like all right well unfortunately they always say you can't talk about sex, politics, and religion. Fuck that shit. That's all we're going to talk about from now on, especially politics. And I don't care how many friends I lose. I don't care how many numbers I got to block on my phone. I don't care how many you know people stop following me on social media. This is it. Let me ask you a question. This is it. Like we have, we we are of the age where it's up to us because we will, you know, not me and you specifically, but people our age in 10, 15 years will be the ones in Congress, in the Senate, in the House. And if we if we start today or, you know, 6, 7 months ago, started then, then maybe in 10 years we can actually have real progress and real change. You know, cuz it's all about the long game. It's not short-term fixes. And that was another thing that I learned. You got to stop putting band-aids on, you know, big holes. And that's just the way I look at it. Sorry, you had a question. No, when did this um, pre-George Floyd, pre-end of May, was that May 26th, 25th? Yeah, it was like Memorial that? Day. Right. I'll never forget, I was at my buddy Ski's house. We were put, building a fence around his pool. And I got home and I saw the news. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And like, that was it. So before that, were you posting or promoting or talking anything. about anything no. political? Nothing really. No. And then after that, you started to? I mean, fun, like, I, you know, once in a while, you'd share, like, a funny meme or something. But sure. like, not... Seriously. No. So you started being more serious about it. Yeah. And what did you see change in the people in your life from family, friends, fans of your music, podcast, or work, or just you, and anybody in your It's circle? really just, I mean, to be quite honest with you, you know, I don't know about fans, but... uh all of my close friends were close friends for multiple reasons. So we might not agree on things or like, you know, it finally, you know, for example, one of my best friends on the planet, never into politics in his life, never voted. He's never voted. You know, he's my age. Made a comment years ago and said, I don't vote because I feel like I would like, I would need to research the candidates and I could be a local election. And said, oh, I don't have the time for that stuff, so I don't vote. Because he doesn't want to just blindly vote. It's October, and I saw him, and we're talking, blah, 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 and he's, you know, and I'm going, you've never been political in your life. Why do you have these thoughts and opinions now? But once again, he listens to what he listens to, right? And it has swayed him, you know, a certain way. So it's not really affected like my close friends because we still respect one another no matter where we sit with so, – and they're, they're really – they're social issues. It's got nothing to do with fucking, you know, anything else. But um, – and they're not – you know, my friends are all good people, you know, and I will say that. But uh, kind of the, uh, that outer circle, uh, family relatives – uh, acquaintances, friends of friends, right? You start seeing and it's like, okay, they're not liking your posts anymore. 
There's probably a reason for that. Oh, you haven't heard from this person in like four months. Did you see like a percentage drop? I've, I've noticed it. Yeah. But then, I, but you're also at the same time, there's really not, you don't have to spend any time doing it because you just look at what they're posting mm-hmm. and you're going, oh, it's the opposite. Of Contrasting. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, no wonder. So for me, it's not like I spent five hours going, well, who, who sees things this way and who, sees, who yeah. sees things that way? Because you just go to your feed mm-hmm. and you know. Did you notice people like unfollow you and stuff? No, I definitely lost, I think I lost like maybe 10 or 12 friends on Facebook. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you can hide, you can still be friends with somebody, but you can hide their, hide their feed. Yeah, yeah. I've probably hidden like 40 or 50 people's feeds, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's just, you know, one of those things. Yeah. So you, you started changing a lot about the way you would speak out about it. What about the way you would internalize it, the way you manifested um, that thing into your mind? and You really learn how lucky you are. Mm. You know, uh, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. I know you know that. But for those of you that are watching this that don't know me, uh, he's, you know, he's God with a lowercase g for me, right? Yeah. In terms of, in terms of how to be a successful artist but still let the art be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, and he's also business wise, right? And then as an entertainer, they're all three separate things, you know, branding, et cetera. That's why I like him so much. But, you know, a lot of his music's about, you know, you don't have to be what you're born into, right? That's born to run. That's all, you know, pretty much Badlands. That's all of his songs is, you know, just because you're born into this this situation you can get out of it you know that's thunder road you know trying to break away from what you were born into so i've always understood that perspective but for the first time i've really understood how lucky fortunate and we just don't understand because we were born white white males Mm -hmm. that's all there needs to be said about it Mm -hmm. you know i don't you know i'm my ears are open and I'm, my eyes are open and I'm willing to listen because I want to learn because I only understand what it's like to be a white dude. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know? Yeah. And white dudes, especially white male Christian landowners, have always had the upper hand in this country. Who are six feet tall. Those were the only people you know? that could vote. You had to own land, you yeah. had to be white, and you had to be a, you know, dude. But you're also bigger. Like, I don't mean, I don't mean in weight. I mean, like, you're, you're tall. Like, I'm 6'1", yeah. Exactly. Right. So, like, that's another thing. Like, you got height, size, skin tone, your sex, right. your ideologies. You got, like, the, uh, you live in a home. Like I'm well-spoken. Yeah. You know, I can all these things conversation. Add up. I, I went to a decent school. All these things add up. Right. They add up. Came from a nice middle-class family. Mm-hmm. Like, we never struggled. I, as far as I know, my parents never struggled to pay the bills. They were working. You they know. worked. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's a hard thing to understand, but at different points in your life, my parents did a great job of, the one thing they did best was making that apparent. They, you know, when we went to church, they always donated, you know, 10%. They tithed. My mom was the same way. She right. always gave to the church. And they didn't even have that much money, a working sure. class, and they still did it anyway. Always explain how people were... People will come from way less than you. People will come from way more than you. Right. And to always work with people who have less than you, you don't need to worry about people who have more than you. Um, to, to help each other, to donate your time. We were always doing community stuff, um, serving food to homeless people. 
on holidays in the morning instead of opening up See, Christmas you're, presents. You're a better person than I am. That's well, I, I didn't was... want to do it when I was little. You don't understand the concept when you're nine. You're like, I want to open my Christmas. When presents. I was nine, <laughs> when I was nine, I was waking up at six o'clock in the morning on Christmas, going, I wonder if I got the James Bond movies on VHS because right. that's what I wanted. Right. You know, but when once you see again, people don't get anything because they don't even have a I home, know. they don't I even know. have a Christmas tree, and you see that on Thanksgiving and Christmas when you go to. Um, Lake Street and St. Louis, which is not a good place to um, grow up or live, especially this is the late 90s, 2000s. And uh, you just get a perspective of that. Just one little glimpse for one, you know, five, six hours of your life. Right. And it was things like that I've always been very aware of. Um, I learned a lot about different people from different backgrounds through school and work. And just learning like, oh, when you're white, X, Y, and Z opens up. And when you're not, a lot of that stuff doesn't even, the doors don't even exist. They're not even allowed to you. You don't see that as a white man because you don't ever experience it. You know, I'm never afraid when I walk down the street anywhere. I'm not afraid because I'm a white man. I go in the forest, walk by myself. I'm not worried about someone trying to hurt me or sexually assault me. I'm not. I don't even think about it, I, you know. But see, what's cool is that, you know, through all this past year, finally, like, learning about things and opening your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, you know, there's been people in my life that have shown, you know, have, you know, uh, it's like, oh, okay, you know, you know what, right. Where I'm going with all this is to be an ally and be there and stand up for all the people that need, you know, support and standing up for. Not that they can't do it on their own, but we all need to help, right? Because it's going to take, they say it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It's going to take this whole country to change things. And it's not just race stuff. It's not just, you know, women. I mean, you know, how is it? How is it? Twenty twenty one, and we're just getting real equality. With you know, still trying, still trying. Yeah, we're not there. We're not there at all. So I, you know, I've it's, it's hard though because there are a lot of women who aren't following that narrative, and you learn that no, through talking to them. I I couldn't tell you how many people I know or you know whatever however you want to phrase it try and speak best terms I can that still live in that well I just want to be a housewife mm -hmm. or I just you know oh I'm I'm marrying so and so they got a good job I'm just gonna you know stay mm -hmm. and that's fine if that's their prerogative that's and there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. and that's not a political thing there's nothing wrong with that at all mm -hmm. but you know the women out there that are working their asses off to be entrepreneurs or be actresses or be you know, uh, scientists or to be school teachers or, you know, firemen or whatever the fuck it is. We, we got, we got to keep, we got to keep the progress going mm -hmm. because it's not there yet. Mm -hmm. It's not there. And unfortunately, until it's not a conversation anymore, because once it's not a conversation anymore, then I'll know we're there. When you were, does that make sense? Sure. Did, did you know anybody who didn't want someone like Hillary Clinton because she was a woman, not because of anything else? Uh, I don't know if they were making jokes or they were being serious, but I mean, in the old world, how many people you'd see on a weekly basis, right? Mm -hmm. a, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I in a given week running around hustling, I'd see any easily 100 people a sure. week. So yeah, I mean, I'd heard you know, jokes or whatever, but do I truly think that there are a lot of people that, that, that voted for Trump because they didn't want a woman in office? hundred percent. I know I've heard people say it. 
you know. Right. And well, that's just, what I'm saying, and I don't you know, know if they were being serious. Or they were not. being serious. Sure. You 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 could tell. Right. <laughs> and people try to hide it behind a joke when they really they're saying it's a joke because they don't they know it's controversial to be forward about it, so they kind of joke, but they never recant. Or they're, or they're just current, or they're just choosing to be ignorant. Sure. It's a big problem. Or maybe ignorance the wrong word because it, they, they're not ignorant. They're well aware. They're just choosing to be, I, I don't know what the word would be. What would the word be? If you're choosing to say you don't think a woman should be president, but you believe that they shouldn't be one, is that what you're saying? Is it just straight sexism? Yeah. Yeah. I just, but, I no, guess but we'll I'm saying call, from a woman. Call it. No, I'm talking about women saying Oh, it. women Sorry, I should have clarified. No, because all the comments I knew were from men. Oh, I know. I've heard women say it. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not many. I've heard it. And yeah, it's uh you're like, oh, that's the problem. Like women need to be on the same page too. They need to know, like, yeah, you're also capable of anything yes. you put your mind to. Yes. Um, you're going to have certain biases and certain natural tendencies based on your culture, your upbringing, your religion, and your biology. Those right. things are all factors. That's they fucking crazy though. Oh yeah. Does men, I'm sure there's so many women that are like, yeah, they should, you know, women aren't, it's better for a man, it's a man's job, you know? I hear it all the time, it's a man's job. Uh, you keep speaking that narrative, it'll, not, be, it'll yeah. be that way, you know? It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It, it ridiculous. makes me so angry. It makes me It makes angry. me so fucking angry. I know. It makes me angry when anybody wants to just fit gender roles. You're like, I can cook, I can clean, I can do the laundry, you know, you can shovel the driveway, you can mow the grass, it's... If automated <laughs> pushers, it's not that hard. Don't think you're not physically capable of doing these things. You are. Right. Um, just, it's because you haven't done it your whole life, you might need a little bit more insight and help mm-hmm. at first, just like anybody would who hasn't done it ever. Right. And when you choose to just follow female roles, whatever that even means, and not do something else, yeah, it's going to be hard at first. Just like it's going to be hard if, as a man, if you were just, you never cooked your whole life and all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, start cooking dinner for everyone. You'd be like blown away. You'd be so scared. You know, you'd be well, like, I'm confused. I don't know. Where do I begin? What ingredients do I use for what? It really is. It's, it's, a, it's a location. So where you live. Mm-hmm. Is it a metropolitan area? Is it a true suburb? Is it a small town? Is it a farm town? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's so many different levels. Uh, so the society that you grow up in that location or yeah. where you live currently. It might not just be growing up. Uh, religion. And politics, ethnicity, ethnicity, right? It all adds up. Yeah. So it's usually, it's not usually just one or two things. Mm-hmm. It's usually far more than that that add up to why they feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I hope because, you know, for example, you'd mentioned it earlier. When we first met, you know, we were talking about music and, and records and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we started learning about each other and it's like, oh, you know, we might not see eye to eye on certain things, but we're still friends, right? So my hope is that, you know, for somebody like myself and all the other thousands and millions of people that are going enough's enough, a woman's, a a woman's, her body, her fucking choice. You know, it Mm -hmm. was never something I got involved in before. I, because in my mind, it's like, all right, well, Christianity believes this way, but I've always said, it's not up to me. I'm a, I'm a dude. You know, and unless I'm in that situation personally, right, with somebody, I'm a, it's not my, it's not my, it's not up to me, right? 
But then you get to a point where you got to go, not only do I just have to think it, I need to vocally be posting about this and saying about this because there are so many people out there that don't think that way and maybe need some light shed on them. So once again, not just me, there's thousands if not millions of people that over the last year have gone enough's enough. You know, her body, her choice, black lives matter, right? We need to get away from fucking depending on oil in this country. We need to start focus towards, you know, I renewable energy. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's no joke. It's like the first six weeks of the pandemic because nobody went anywhere. I don't know if you saw that meme where with the universal symbol, mm-hmm. you know, universal pictures. Mm-hmm. You know how they, they got the globe, mm-hmm. right, where it comes out. There was a meme where it was a picture of somebody's yard and they photoshopped. Like, it was obviously transparent. So it was like, looking at it the other way. But it was like, oh, the, you know, uh, pollution's gone down so drastically we can see the universal symbol. Mm-hmm. I, did you, you following what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's true. The brake dust in the air near highway systems like 294, you know, four or five lanes on each side, hundreds of thousands of cars passing every day. All that brake dust in the air was more clear, better quality air for people around. That adds up. You start to realize how much pollution there is from My allergies everything. have cleared up 80%. Really? Have you heard me hack? No. That's true. You are a hacker. I used to be yeah. because I was just all the shit in the air. Wow. That's wild. The mold and the dust. But living in a bunker with an air purifier. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. So back to the summer. Okay. You're noticing the internet. You're posting stuff that's more um, against the grain of what? It was the biggest, it was the biggest like light, like looking back. You know, you got all those moments in your life that you're like, that was a turning point. Mm -hmm. That was a turn. You know, when I first heard the Beatles, it was (laughs) like, uh, life's never going to be the same. Sure. Right? Yeah. This was one of those. Yeah. So, but go ahead. But you noticed a difference in your family. Did did family members talk to you about anything? Anybody reach out? So, like, my immediate family, so it's, you know, I mean, my dad's dad's in the picture, but he doesn't really get involved in that kind of stuff. And he, I don't, we don't. I don't see him that often, right? But, like, my mom calls me still every day, you know. Robert, how are you? I'm good, Tammy. How are you? Uh, you know, my three sisters. And, uh, no, it. we didn't really get involved with it. Um, my youngest sister went to, a, like, I, I, I gave her a hard time. I said, that's not a protest because the, really, there weren't, like, any signs. Or, it was a very, like, small you know, kind of, kind of assembly, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but she went to one, you know, and it, for, you know, with everything that happened. Right. And, uh, you know, it just, we talk about stuff, but there wasn't any division with any of that. What about extended family, like cousins and aunts? Yeah. Well, yeah. Once again, because, and it's tied to religion most of the time, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It, it's and it's a locational culprit. thing. And it's an age, you know, it's also an age thing. You know, it's like if you're in your 50s or 60s, you know, and, and a relative or a, a, a friend, a friend's parent or whatever it is, it's like, you know, I still, I think anybody that's over 50, 
I cut a little more slack to because they are so set in their ways, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that, you know, as you age, you, it's just harder to change your mind on things. And you, it takes more time with them. A lot more time. You still could try. You could try. It takes time. <laughs> so that's so like no confidence. Like, yeah, I've tried. No, you, you have to try. You have to try. If it's your parents, your uncle, like people you right. care about and you know right. that they're just stuck in a different way. Of but thinking. it's not. So it's interesting because so where I'm going with all of this is. And I think you know this as well. It's, or maybe you don't, because maybe you are a little more in a bubble with people that are similar to you. I guess. Um, you know, I started going further left, and then people I knew that were also kind of like somewhere in here started going further right. You know, I mean, it's like everybody went. We all parted, mm-hmm. and that's why we're so divided in this country. Seventy-three million people voted for Donald Trump after everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After everything that happened. Yeah. Still voted for him. Yeah. So, you know, I might have gone this way, but there's also people that went this way. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's whatever. It's their, their prerogative. I'm not going to hold it against them. But it really shows how much work needs to be done here. The most important thing it shows is if you came in two years and five months ago, Sure. And you, I didn't take me long to know your background, beliefs. Well, because I, I, I'm an open book. <laughs> but I'm saying is, I, if I was like a lot of people who are very liberal, sure, I would have been like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person or right. work with this person or start a podcast Wait, with this person. This guy believes in God. Do you know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm serious. Like, I know. It's people do that too much. In right. fact, that's all you ever see. Screw this person. This person is, they believe this. That, when does that work? Why would that work? Why would well, I say, if, Rob, I don't like you because of this? Why would you go, man, you're such a nice person. I actually want to believe what you believe. Why? Well, it's like I just told you, I know a lot of people that voted for Trump. They're good people. They're not bad people. Like, they're people that would give their shirt off their back. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's where they sit with politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I've always understood that. And I, and I know you understand that. Mm-hmm. But you're correct. There's a lot of people that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, people will just cut somebody off. Because they go one way. If you cared that much about your cause or your political party or your belief or your religion, why would you not just be open to that person and talk with them and hear their side, learn, learn something? Right. What You can only learn so much from a book or from a YouTube video or from a movie or from, from a song. But talking to someone who has opposite beliefs of you, you can learn a lot from. You can learn a ton. Yes, a ton. A ton. And take time with them. I had no prerogative to change your mind about anything. I just liked talking to you, you know? And, and we always kept it civil. We kept it civil you because know. that's what you're supposed to. And well, yeah. on your own, you completely changed 180 degrees in a different direction than where you were when I first met you. Well, you're go- Well, once again, you know, this is where, and you're, you know, uh, I know this isn't your full time job right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know it's something you really enjoy you know you're focused right you're focused mm-hmm. you're not looking over here mm-hmm. covid happened and it's like widescreen mm-hmm. now not only do we have the time but we were kind of forced a little bit to start looking at the news because of covid so you're looking at stories and things you know brianna taylor right 
Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, and Jonathan Manley arrest the cops to kill Breonna Taylor for killing Breonna Taylor, not the fucking bullets that missed her. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it right here. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yeah. What the fuck? It's ridiculous. But to be honest with you, and I might this might sound bad, but that story to me, I would have just scrolled past on Twitter because I'm looking to see, you know, the Birds of Prey review, you know, or whatever movie movies were supposed to come out in the spring, right? Because I'm focused here. But widescreen opens the shot. Now you can kind of see everything. Mm -hmm. You see everybody. You see everything. Everybody comes out of the woodwork, all the Karens of the world, the anti-maskers, the pro-Trumpers, the people that are, you know, yeah. uh, hardcore liberals, everybody in between, right? The far left, the far right, Antifa. Jeez, if I got to hear about fucking Antifa anymore, it drives me nuts. You know, I think we should all be anti-fascist, right? I mean, isn't that... Right? Why why would, you know, why would you be pro that? No, I, don't, I don't. So I, you know, right? Um, doesn't make any sense to me. You see everything and you go, wow. That was a nice wow. By even, the way. <laughs> even the Allstate commercials are just propaganda because that's not the real world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Nothing is sunshine and rainbows. Mm -hmm. And America has really doubled down on the whole, hey, we're America. We're the fucking, we're the best country in the world. And it's like, nope, we're a bunch of idiots that pretend we are the best country in the world because ignorance is bliss. And there are millions of ignorant people that live in this country mm -hmm. on both sides too. Because oh, yeah. there are definitely people far left that are living in a fantasy world. And it's like, listen, I want all those things too, but... We got to backtrack. So, for example, yesterday, Joe Biden came out with this. And I don't Like I said, I don't know when this show is going to air, but Joe Biden came out yesterday. I covered it on my show yesterday. Um, wants sweeping gun reform. Sweeping gun reform. So, you know, banning these assault weapons and the high, high powerful magazines, blah, 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 fed, better federal background checks, et cetera, et cetera. And what I said on my show was simply this. You know, I don't own a gun, but I know a lot of people that do. Some of my best friends own guns, you know, and they're into hunting. They're not you know, sure. uh, they're not dangerous by any means. No, most right? hunters are quite serious and safe. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah like I it's said, it's a whole culture. I, sure. I trust them 100%. Uh, so not to use them for example, but kind of gun people in general, you know, they love their second amendment and they don't want something like that being taken away from them because the, fir the first thing will come out of their mouth is they're trying to, the liberals are trying to take our guns away. And it's like, no, 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 no. Nobody's trying to take your guns away. We're just trying, or we're, they're just trying to prevent all of these mass shootings from happening. Like, I'm going to say something very off, off color right now. You know what's not happened in the last year? Mass shootings. Because everybody's been at home. You know, the last five years leading up to COVID, it was every month. You turn the news on. 15 people shot. Vegas was 53. Parkland, the three-year anniversary was yesterday. You know, and it's like, man, everybody's been at home for a year. We haven't had any mass shootings. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, at least to that scale. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, no, this is an issue. But what I was saying on my show was, the whole reason I brought it up, was I'm going, all right, Biden, you know, that's all well and fine. But we need, we need to pick one thing that you can get everybody behind. So 
expanding federal background checks, right? That's something you can probably, if you just stick to that one little issue, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. If you stick to that one little issue, you can probably get some Republicans on board. Maybe you can pass it then. Mm-hmm. Now that's one step forward. But trying to, trying to take, do too much at once, that's when you just piss off the other side and you're never going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of how I looked at kind of what happened with, definitely happened with Trump, definitely happened with Obama, definitely happened with Bush, is that you know they're going to push their agenda. So already everybody that opposes them for political reasons you know, within the Senate or the House or Congress or whatever have you, even, you know, locally. Because they're on the other party, they're going to oppose you. And then you're not going to get done the good things that you could get done, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. So I look at the gun issue going, all right, if we can get this, then that's one step forward. Mm -hmm. But trying to pass a bunch of stuff at once, what's going to happen? The gun people, which are usually more conservative folks, are going to go, the liberals are trying to take our guns away. The liberals are trying to take our guns And it's like, we're not listening. Like, this is why they're trying to do what they want to do. But as soon as, as soon as people get emotionally upset like that, they stop listening. So if Biden came out tomorrow and said, we're just going to focus on this, I think everybody can get behind that. Nobody's trying to take your guns away. But we need to expand, you know, people that are mentally unstable, right? People that have gone through this or gone through that. All the mass shootings that have happened in the last five, six years, specifically, who were they by? Were they by Muslim? Were they by Muslim people? No. Were they by, you know, Jewish women? No. Were they by illegal immigrants? They were fucking white dudes that have lived in this country their whole fucking life. Born here, yeah. So. Mental illness issue, that's a whole nother thing. But that's what I'm, I mean, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, is, that's the is, only thing. I mean, if you're going into an establishment of any kind and shooting people, you have the most severe mental illness. Right, and that, that's what I'm talking about with these federal background checks. You know, if you're somebody who's been, you know, in, inpatient for mental health issues in the last year, you know, maybe they need to build a big storage unit and, you know, turn your guns in for a little bit until, you, until you're rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know, once again, that's a kind of a... Well, the conversation needs to happen around it so people could... It could be more normalized. Right. Talking about mental health it's is still very a divisive. Stigma. It's, it's still a huge it's stigma. A stigma. Yeah. You know, um, five years ago, me talking about depression, you don't want to talk about that shit. Finally, now, though... It's like I'm a little more open about it because mm-hmm. we're 20% there. We still got a long ways to go, but we're 20% there. And that's just been over the last five, seven years, I think. You it's gotten a lot better, but it's not. It's a whole other thing that needs to be addressed. Um, the pharmaceutical industry needs to be addressed. Marijuana needs to be addressed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream, fuck big pharma. <laughs> Fuck them in the asshole. <laughs> fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. You know, Pfizer's on track to make $15 billion in revenue this year from a fucking vaccine. Bullshit. Donate that money to save the people that don't have jobs right now. Fuck you. 
Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, sorry. That was my rant for That's today. That's okay. This did nothing, but I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I probably went into the room. What you were supposed to do is like, like actually, I, I you, brought, you didn't I, block I, it. You like literally just, you honed. All you did was actually make it worse because you make your hand be a, a, a reflective device. So, just, <laughs> so we're like an hour, we're like an hour and a half into this. You might have to bring the, the volume levels down for it's that good. point. No, it, but you're I just, not even close to clipping. You know, you've seen Thank You for Smoking, right? Mm -hmm. The 2005 film directed by Jason Reitman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always been one of my favorite movies. And when I was like 15, so I watched it when I was 15. It was on HBO. And I could watch R-rated movies at that point. And that, that you know, it's so weird, like the movies that like change your life. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it like 10 times. And I'm just like, wow, these lobbyists are fucking scumbags. Fuck these people. Mm -hmm. And the pharmaceutical industry... You know, once again, take this pill. It is going to fix this one thing, but it might give you 30 side effects. You know, now, once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. People that are on certain medications need to be on them for reasons, right? But that being said, I can make a general statement. Fuck Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I would. <laughs> I wouldn't say it is... Uh... Aggravated as you, but I completely agree. They're they're just uh, they're money hungry. It's a sad thing to prey on people's mental and physical and emotional health. Oh, and they prey on them. They prey. They and people. Pray. People. The like, healthcare system in general. Well, I mean, can I say that again? A lot of people, fuck the healthcare system in general. An what issue the fuck? is too many people bite into it. That's what it is. It's people's faults too. Right. There's a huge percentage that need these things. Did we ever talk about when I was on Adderall? Have me and you ever spoken about that? Maybe. So I'll make I'll make this really quick. So I'm you know I'm ADD. I'm ADHD. I'm, no, no, I don't know. No. So it, that's always been me ever since I was a kid. And when I was like a freshman in high school, it started my grades started kind of reflecting that a little bit because you know history. If it's something that I'm interested in, I'm like an encyclopedia on it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not interested in it, you couldn't pay me enough money to focus. So, you know, and it's, I don't blame anyone, but, you know, my, it was suggested to me by, you know, somebody in my family, you know, you might go on, you know, ADD meds, you know, Adderall or whatever. They used to make, I mean, when I was a kid, they used to make, you know, did Rob, Rob needs his Ritalin, you know mm -hmm. what I, which I didn't take, you know, it was a joke because I'm bouncing off the walls. Mm -hmm. But when I turned like 19, uh, a close buddy of mine has been on Adderall for most of his life. And I, I took one of his pills to like focus on a paper I was writing and was like, Whoa, oh my gosh, that this was great. It was a great experience, you know? And so I started taking it. I was prescribed it, you know, legally and everything. And I was on it for about five and a half years and three of those years I'll never get back. How do you mean? It helped at the beginning. I and now once again, hindsight really is twenty twenty, which they got to change that because every time I hear twenty twenty, I just want to vomit. Um, I was on too much. I think, like I was on twenty XRs. I probably should have been on like tens, because it really did help at the beginning. It was like, wow, like my apartment's clean. Like when I lived in, lived in Tennessee, it was like, well, you know, I vacuumed every couple of days and like things that I normally wouldn't do. Right. Uh, it helped. 
it definitely helped. But then after a while, you're completely addicted to it. And I'll never forget, because uh, they're very, you know, 30, 30 pills for 30 days. You can't get it like 28 days in, right? You know, it has to be on the refill date. And I was out for one day. I didn't have it. And it was like, whoa. Like, you immediately, it's like, it's like you're high. It, you know, the, you start immediately going through withdrawals when you're not on it for a day. And I, I'll never forget that day. And I was like, this is dangerous. This is very dangerous. And you're just totally, for me, I was totally addicted to it. I took one every day. I never abused it. I took the prescribed dosage. But you don't know it at the time, but you're spending an hour and a half getting ready when it should take 20 minutes. For what? Just anything? J- whatever. Every, every day? Oh, are all my fingernails trimmed? Is this every day? Huh? Every day? Oh, uh, no. I mean, and, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to confuse it with OCD because it was different. It's just you're very focused. So mm-hmm. it's like you're driving in the car and you're going, oh, I should should trim those nails and you're just thinking about it because mm-hmm. you're focused so hard right so long story short uh i was getting ready to turn 20 20 26 so no more parents health insurance right yeah so i i was but at that wasn't the reason it was really like i don't want to be on this anymore i miss old rob like ADD, Rob. Now, could I sit down and focus on writing a song for five hours? Yeah. But if I wanted to, prior to that, I could focus and sit down for five hours on a song before. It was just, how do I phrase this? Being on Adderall made me more like normal. Like what normal people, you know, salt of the earth, however you want to phrase it. Whereas, because I'm an artist, ADHD, bouncing off the walls, kind of goofy, right? Maybe I'm not getting my making myself totally clear, but I think you might get where I'm going. So I got to a point and I said, all right, I want I don't want to be on this anymore. So I had, you know, one I, one bottle left or what I had just got my prescription refilled and I go, this is it, but we're gonna start lowering it. So I'd open the capsules and dump half of it back into the bottle. So I, you know, s- slowly started to decrease the amount that I was taking. Should have consulted a doctor, but I didn't. So over the course of a month, I weaned myself off of it. And in my mind, I'm going lower, 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 and then just stop. And the withdrawals from it lasted legitimately six to nine months. Six months of I felt like I was not in control of myself. Not in not in a bad way, but like my depression got worse. Like I don't know how to describe it. It was just the strangest feeling. It was like an outer body experience. And then I say 9 months cuz like after 6 months like I could okay, I can see I'm com- I'm still in it, but I'm coming out of it. And it wasn't until afterwards that I started to do a little research and found out I'm just like everybody else that goes off that shit. It's not, you know, and granted, you should, if you're on Adderall or ADD meds, consult your doctor. Don't do what I did. You know, wean off of it over six months. Don't wean off of it over a month, right? But 
I'll never forget that August, September, October, November, December, January, February. It was, it was wild. Wild how? Because you're on, you're on the Adderall train for so long. You know, it's like, I, I mean, to speak frank, I, I've never, I've never done any, I've, I've never, I've done hash a couple of times. But other than that, I've never done any, I've never even done mushrooms or acid. I've never done any other recreational drug other than pot, which isn't really a recreational drug anymore. So it's a recreation. I would compare it to people (laughs) that, that are getting off of, you know, a hard drug Mm -hmm. or somebody that uh, quits drinking. Mm -hmm. Right. I would really equate it to anything like that. And it's, it's, and you think about it all the time. Like, man, I just want that Adderall. I just want to get back to the way it was, the way your brain's going. And one of my old therapists, she always said, you know, your brain's like a NASCAR track. And it's going around and around. And when you have ADD, it like misfires, right? So the the medication will help keep you spinning around on the track correctly. So like I said, I don't totally know how to describe it. Now that so much time has passed, it's, you know, I don't live in those feelings as much as I did before. But it was an experience. And that was the worst my depression ever was. And I think that had to do with the withdrawals and, you know, coming down from it. It's like coming down from a big high. Did you have a depression before that? Yeah, I mean, on and off my whole life. I've always had seasonal depression, always. Um, this year and last year, I've really gotten better at a term called mindfulness, which is knowing and going, okay, but I'm not going to let it take over. Like, I know it's there. I know the monster's under the bed. And I know it's there, and I acknowledge that it's there. But me and the monster are going to work together because I'm tired of the monster winning. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So I've gotten better at it, and I think with age, you will. But that's the longest my depression ever lasted, for sure, 100%. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but that's also the thing is the last two years I was on the Adderall it really tremendously affected my life because you're, all, you're just so focused, just so... Tremendously but not, in but not in the moment in a good way. Okay, so not in a good way. Did no. it tremendously affect your life? What's that? Not in a good way. You said tremendously affected your life. That no, because be you're just good. so in the... I mean, like, I'd be working on a song, and it's like there's like three words in a line, and you're going, I don't know if I like those words. Now, somebody, you know, normally would go, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to this. You'll figure out the words. Maybe the words are fine. Maybe you're overthinking it. You know, song's great. I'd sit there for six hours and write out 90 different ways how to phrase that on Adderall. And it's like, for what? Because at the end of the day, I'm probably going to keep the words the way they are. That's might not be the best example, but that's the best example off the cuff that I can think of to mm-hmm. describe how. But once again, I don't want to confuse it with like OCD because mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, we all have a little OCD in us. All of us do. A little bit. And if you say you don't, you're lying. <laughs> Some people don't, and it's a problem, actually. Um, OCD, it's a bad way of putting it because... Do you know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Well, though. I think um, a good friend of mine has been very helpful with explaining terms of mental illnesses and kind of attributing them to real um, humanistic things and evolutionary, evolutionary-based things, such sure. as anxiety, depression. It's... Those are necessary things. It's when you have too much of that uh, neurochemical 
coming in or not enough is when it becomes problematic and unbalanced. So like having anxiety is normal. You should be, to, as a human being, to survive. Right. Anxious about the lion coming into the cave to kill you. Right. Anxious about when you're going to eat next. Anxious about the kid coming out of the woman's womb. Is it going to survive? Like these things are necessary. It's when it gets off kilter and off to the side that it becomes problematic. Same thing with depression. To worry, to be nervous about things. Those are, that's a good evolutionary survival method for people. So, yeah, everyone is going to have it. And, and OCD such as some type of, I mean, there's different levels of it, but if we're talking the traditional thought of like just organization, you know, making sure that's facing me, this and that, this, right. this perfect, all that, that to a certain extent is helpful for uh, achieve, being proficient. Sure. Achieving certain goals, maybe if you're running a business or you're a CEO or you're an engineer, those things kind of, I would say that people that go into those fields tend to have a little bit more of that mind of controlling an organization and math and understanding how to not multitask, but get a lot of the things done in, in a certain time frame. So for example, I mean, for example, so uh, freshman year of college, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, not good at math. And, uh, so I, I placed in a, at, a, at a level where the class that I was taking didn't really count towards anything. It, but it was like, you got to pass this class to get mm-hmm. to, the, to the one that does count. Mm-hmm. And I failed it. You know. Now, did I apply myself 100%? In my mind, I did. I probably didn't, but in my mind, I did. But then once I was on Adderall, you know, I was getting Bs on my tests because I was studying. Because mm-hmm. it's like I said before, if I'm into it, I'm into it. But mm-hmm. if I'm not into it, you couldn't pay me enough money to get into it. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I guess you could. Rob is for sale. <laughs> um, but that was the upside. So I think in retrospect, and once again, hindsight is however you want to put it, you know, all right, so he's on 20 milligrams. I think by the time I got to my mid-20s, you know, like 24, 25, because I, I started taking it when I was 19, 20, I was 20 when I started taking it. Uh, probably could have gone down to 10 mm-hmm. and still ridden the road. You know what I mean? I probably could function being on like five still right now. I think that might actually help me in life. But I'll never touch it again, you know, on a regular basis because my experience was just not towards the end. It was just, it was bad. It sounds bad. You know, but like I said, if you go on Google and you start reading stories, I'm one of thousands and thousands of people that probably one of millions. Yeah, sure. I, but yeah. that's big farm. I mean, is that big pharma's fault? No. But do they prey on it? Do they push the doctors and give them incentives to write these prescriptions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And these drugs, these drugs, and they charge quite a lot dangerous. Of money. Quite dangerous. You know, a lot of different ones for a lot of different reasons. And I don't know. I don't know how I've seen them help people. Sure. I've seen them that's, short exactly. people. So I don't really know. Exactly. And that's it's the thing. Hard. You know, once again, if you're on medication, Rob Fishbeck is not saying to stop. Continue to take your medication and consult your doctor if you want to stop. But, you know, for me, that's my story. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very helpful because those drugs are very common. Some people's first thing they do is like, something's wrong with me. I'm going to do drugs. That's not what I do at all. I'm like the opposite of that. I'm like, something's wrong with me. I'm going to go... Try to be mindful and think about it. I don't. I mean, I, I <laughs> fucked up my foot last week, and I took aspirin three days in a row. I don't even like taking aspirin. Yeah, like I take vitamins. 
you know, I the fucking one a day men's and B twelves and yeah. D threes and biotin. Yeah. Right. But I don't even like taking you know what I mean? Like that's just not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I take medicine for my acid reflux, mm-hmm. but that's it. But yeah, no, you're right. I, something's wrong with you. I'm gonna take a pill for it. And it's yeah. like I know so many people that it's like they get a headache for five minutes and they go pop two Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And it's like what? It's a learned thing. It's a, It's taught through uh, our our society that to medicine fixes everything. You know what's that doing to your body? Yeah. You know. So now when it comes to the vaccine, because. We might as well segue right into that. Yeah. We're we're talking about we're talking about all the deep shit today, all the hot button issues over here on bending brains. <laughs> I understand why a lot of people are trepidatious about it, you know, especially with women that are afraid it might make them infertile. Now, granted, once again, I'm still gonna listen to the scientists at the end of the day. I'm gonna get the vaccine. Yeah. When it's available and when it's fair for me to get it. And what I mean by fair is if somebody tells me every single person over the age of 50 has gotten the vaccine, okay, now it's our turn. You know, all the frontline workers, right? All school teachers and everybody over 50. And students. And stu- students. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. You can, I'll, I, I'm cool with being the last person. You're going to be the last person. <laughs> no, you get what I'm saying? I I'm sure cool do, yeah. with that. Sure. But I'm still going to get it. Now, do I think it was rushed? A little bit. A little bit. And that's why I'm kind of glad that I'm not going to be getting it for a while because I'll be able to kind of – we'll have more data by then. Rushed out of necessity though. Rushed out of necessity. But that doesn't mean it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary, but it's it, – It's a necessity. If, I'm still going to take it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, Science scary. is a numbers game of sure. testing hypotheses. When those things are tested and proven with empirical information, that's when we have science. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's all around us. This phone works. This microphone works. That light works. This is blocking droplets. This was made in, in a kiln because it's ceramic. Like, you get what I'm saying. Right. So we do know that it works. So you just have to follow what science says. What the scientists say, the community of them, the doctors, the professors, everyone together, the information they're bringing together. It's for the better good of people. It's how the system works. You know, scientists... Yeah, there's, you know, the classic mad scientists. And yeah, there is the out to get their own, uh, you know, Nobel Peace Prize professors and doctors. Right. But for the most part, these people are highly educated, on average have a higher IQ because of where they've come from and what they do for a living. They know what they're saying and talking about, or at least collectively you can come up with the right information. You should believe and trust them because you've been doing it forever. So why are you not doing it with this? Right. You've been doing it with everything. Seatbelts in a car and airbags. Right. The heat and air in a, in a house. You know, we've been doing it forever. And make sure you get your air ducts cleaned because you can probably find mold. And I'm telling you right now, we got our ducts cleaned last year. And that, that's also a noticeable dis- difference with my allergies. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. all those little PSA there. You're, and I agree with everything you're saying. But come, going back to the whole vaccine issue, you know, wearing a seatbelt, you're not putting something in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know folks that will you know, I read a study the other day saying one third of Americans will not take the vaccine. Juan, go ahead. You're missing the point of that. You're in something that can kill you, so you have to wear the seatbelt. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. A car. No, I understand. People were afraid to fly. I understand. Or get in a train. I'm afraid to fly. Okay, hold on. Let me tell you this. All right. People who are afraid to fly. Okay. To get in a train, to walk down the street, they will willingly get into a car that statistically has significantly more deaths, injuries, and bodily harm than anything ever, ever. <laughs> and yet, 
they'll talk thing say things about like a vaccine or not trusting this or that. It's like you're going to get into something that's going to hurt you anyways. You'd use the seatbelt to save you just in case you do crash. Statistically, you're going to. I've been in many accidents. I'm only 31. It's like you're going to be in accidents in life. If you get in a car, there's too many variables. Mm-hmm. Yet we still do it. What like Listen to the science. You're going to have repercussions to taking a vaccine that has only had a, nine months to be made. Um, there could be side effects. There are going to be side effects. A lot of vaccines have side effects. Right. Um, but since we've had vaccines as kids, I don't know about you, but I've never had mumps, measles, polio, or tetanus. Me neither. Yeah, because we've gotten those shots and those vaccines, and we've never even, no one I know has had them. I know my grandparents have had those issues. My grandma polio. had polio in the 30s, and then they killed her, and they didn't think she'd walk again. Two generations later, everyone's being vaccinated. That's a, you don't even think about that. Sure. You know, once and once again, let me make myself crystal clear. I will be taking the vaccine, and I will too. I just, like I said, if you, you know, I don't trust the government. I don't totally trust Big Farm. I don't trust Big Farm at all. So mm-hmm. I don't totally trust. You know, the vaccine's going to all be sunshine and rainbows, it's but it is a necessity. So know. my point is, is I know people. You know, like I said, I read this article the other day from. I read the Times and the Wall Street. I mean, it, it was one of the one of the big, you know, mm-hmm. well-established mm-hmm. newspapers, news articles. They do they even print things anymore, or is it just all online? I don't know. I don't. It does. Know. Anyways, online. And it, the study was saying that you know one third of this country will not take the. They're not interested in the vaccine. They don't want to take it. I know people in my life that don't want to take the vaccine because they're afraid it might make them infertile. Now, once again. Have I done enough research to make a qualified decision on that? No. And am I a scientist? Absolutely not. So I'm just basing this on what I've been, like I said, people's opinions that I know. I know some people don't want to take it because they're afraid it's going to make them infertile. What led them to that conclusion? I'm not quite totally sure. I know people that won't take it because they say that it chemically changes your DNA. And these are all Trump people, mind you, uh, at least with the DNA part. And... To the point, I know somebody that said they're taking... Now, once again, I don't think any of this is true, but it may be true. I really don't care either way. I know somebody was sending me articles saying, uh, I won't take the vaccine because they use aborted baby fetus DNA in the vaccine. And I'm like, whether that's true or not, I don't believe it to be true. But even if it is, it's like, what the fuck does that got to do with the vaccine? So now you're you're using your politics, right? Mm-hmm. And then I know people that won't take the vaccine because they go, I'm 27 or 28 years old. I'm perfectly healthy. If I were to get COVID, statistically, I would probably survive. I don't have any overlying health issues, blah, 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 blah. So therefore, I don't, I don't want to take the vaccine. And it's like, okay, are we going to be in this thing for the next five years? You know, these new strands that are out are dangerous. They're far more contagious. They're far more deadly, right? They're already here in this country. The other week, I was so nervous about these new strains. I was like, man, if these things don't work, if the vaccine doesn't work against these new strains that are coming out, are we going to go back to square one? You know, is COVID within the next year or two eventually going to become like the flu shot where it's 60% effective? You know what I mean? We don't know, and we won't know. Even the scientists don't know. We won't know for a long time. We won't know the real statistics, the real data, the real numbers just from what happened in 2020 for probably five years. You know, there was an article that came out the other day saying that 
Cuomo, uh, the, not from CNN, but his brother from New York, it was under some heat because, uh, and I, once again, it's not his fault specifically, but uh, that they were underreporting the deaths in the nursing homes because the way it was worded, if they if they died on site, they were being put in the statistics that they were part of the nursing home thing. But if they were in the hospital, if they were taken out of the home or assisted living or whatever, they were in the hospital and they died, you know, there that they the numbers were getting skewed. Now, once again, is this article factual or fiction? I, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Where I'm going with this is concrete data, you know, once again, all the history that we were taught growing up, now like Christopher Columbus, that was all bullshit, you know, but because he's a fucking scumbag. But it was all in retrospect. So we're not really going to know everything that happened in 2020, that science and the data, the real conclusive numbers for years. Mm -hmm. You know, would you agree with that? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I can't wait for five years from now to look back at what's going on now going, all right, you know, this is, these are, these were the real numbers. This is how pe many people really died. This is how many, I mean, think about, think about how many people have had COVID that were asymptomatic. You know, they, they're not reported. They're not a reported statistic that had COVID because they never knew they had it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. But this vaccine, I don't know. I don't know why people aren't getting behind it. Same reason Some why people, people don't get behind a lot of things, Rob. Same reason why people are racist or sexist or bigoted or xenophobic or they thought Donald Trump was God. Like people are God with an uppercase G. People are delusional. People are tribal. People want teams. They want to be able to associate with things. They want to belong. They want to fit in. I'm on a team too. I'm team. I'm team America. I'm team like team we America. Can be, world police. We can be better. I'm team one percent better. If you can wake up. By the way, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preach for a second. Uh, little life advice. I learned this from somebody else. I won't say who, but uh, this doesn't. I mean, I could, but you wouldn't know her anyways. Uh, make your bed every day. Get up every day and make your bed. I was given this advice about six months ago, and I'm like, I'm one of those people, I never made my bed. What's the fucking point? Who fucking cares? Especially if nobody's coming over, and especially in the middle of a pandemic. Who gives a flying fuck about making your bed? Why? You're just going to get back into it in less than 24 hours. Unless you, you know, the sheets are dirty. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a chance. She really sold me on it. All right, I'll give it a chance. First, like, two or three weeks, it was a conscious. I got to remember to make my bed and do it. Like, I get up. By the time I'm done with my coffee, I make my bed. It takes 30 seconds. You know, you don't got to make it like a hotel. Put your, put your, pull your sheet up, flatten your pillows out, put your comforter on, walk away. Mm -hmm. Make your bed every day. It changes your life. One on, I'll die on that hill. I believe it fully. Make your bed every day. Wake up every day. And try and get one, try and, try and, if you're not doing great, you know, or even if you are doing great, you can always be better. Wake up every day and try and get that 1% better, that 1% happier. I'm not saying 5%, I'm not saying 10%, 1%. And then I'll add to it, if we can wake up every day and try and be 1% better as a human, try. You know, Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. I wrote a song called Try Anyways, but... Put the effort in, right? It, if everybody did that, we'd change the world.
1%. better. 1% happier. Make your bed every day. Do it. I'm telling you. I'm living proof. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert John Fishbeck is living proof. Make your bed every day. It's been six months now for me. I feel better, you know, and it's not, it's not a, what's the, what's the fucking, uh, a placebo. It's mm-hmm. not a placebo. It's real. It's mm-hmm. concrete. Mm-hmm. Do you make your bed every day? I do. I've always been quite neat and I started, I made my bed my whole life. It was a, a thing my mom, you know, told us to do. And then, you know, when you get older and you're an adult, you make a decision, you, I stopped but I was always kind of aware of it. And then in the last year, maybe longer, sure, I started doing it every day. But there's other things I started doing every day as well. Um, I won't go into them because it makes people think I'm insane. So I won't. But I do insane a lot of stuff. Insane in the brain. <laughs> I do a lot of insane stuff in that's membrane. along the same line of making your bed. But a ton of things throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. You know, to where every day is just very um, productive, accomplished. You know, you get through it. I could sleep at night. Do you know about toilet plumes? No. I keep lo- I keep breaking the fourth wall. I'm gonna I'm gonna shed some knowledge on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready to be mind fucked? Sure. You ready to be fucked in the mind? Sure. Blown. Okay. Yeah. It was I believe it was October 23rd, and Rob Fishbeck was that day that amounted. You know, you've heard the term. I was today years old when I learned. Uh, I believe it was October 23rd. 2020 was that week. It was a Saturday. I was given some knowledge that I did not know. If you don't put your toilet lid down when you flush the toilet, little tiny particles because of the suck go up into the air. Mm -hmm. Were you aware of this? Uh They're called toilet plumes. Uh Not I didn't know the name of it. Toilet plumes because we got the spelling wrong for a bit. It's not. It's it's. F-L-U-M-E-S or P-F-L-U-M-E-S, whatever. However, P-L-U-M-E-F, I, I still can't because now it's become a joke. It's become like a bit where you spell it multiple different ways because it's like, is it flumes or plumes? I believe it's plumes. Holy fuck. I was given... Now, granted, the amount of people that were in this conversation, 90% of them were like, well, duh. Yeah, I knew that. And I'm like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Like I said, we all have a little OCD in us. That fucking night, I cleaned the shit out of my bathroom. Like the floor, the Mm -hmm. sink, the whole... Mm -hmm. Spent solid 20 minutes. Real 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you knew this before. Mm -hmm. I mean, why why is that not the stuff that we're taught in school? I wasn't taught that. I just... It was seeming like common sense to me. Really? Mm -hmm. See, you're smarter than I am. I just... This, how I... Everything. I'm just like... I just am very analytical about things. Just put two and two together all put the time. Your, put your toilet lids down before you flush everyone. I always put my toilet. They're always down. No, 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 no. But I'm going to get really graphic for a second. I'm talking about you yes. get done. Yes. You put all the lids yes. down yes. and then you flush. Yes. And when I'm not even using it, it's, it's always well, down. Well, it's always down for me too. Well, not for most men. Most men, well, yeah, but I grew up, up in a and I, this and the whole thing's up. I grew up, up in a house full of women. Me as well, so it was different. Women and men, but yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Toilet plumes, it'll <laughs> change. His, fuck, knowing that knowledge, that'll change your life. Then a bidet, you gotta use a bidet. I've never used a bidet. It, that 
you, I don't know why you were so blown away by this thing because that is what really will blow you away. <laughs> the, the toilet flu? The toilet means not even, that doesn't mean, Make that doesn't bed, blow my way at all. Put your toilet lid down and Rob wants to learn what a bidet is. A bidet shoots water. I know, it shoots water your, up your bunghole. No, I know not that. up it. Add it. It can go Add up it. if you want it to, but well, it doesn't have to. Cleans you. No kink shaming here. No, it, it's not about that. It's about hygiene. I'm kidding. It cleans you like no stupid piece of paper that's meant to dissolve in water ever could. That's meant for drying, and the water cleans you. Yeah, it's great. It's very helpful. Uh, you don't feel gross all the time, especially when you're a hairy man like me. It, it adds up. It's a lot better, and it's a lot more hygienic. It's cleaner. You feel better. Yeah, it's not as gross. Yeah, it's better. Are they expensive? No, like 20 30 40 50. I'm sure you can get a $500 one. You can get a $50 one. You attach it to your toilet, attach it to the cold water send, and you're, you're good. Doesn't do anything. Rob's buying a bidet. It's amazing. I have a hard time going to the bathroom anywhere but my house because of it. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's it's the best thing ever. Wow. Well, you know how men love taking dumps. Like we're obsessed with it. You know that. Like right. So imagine having that obsession and I, the I'm not obsessed with it. I, I was trying to follow you there. I'm like, <laughs> it's not. It's work. It's it's a it's a job that I don't it's, that I don't it's, enjoy. It's peaceful. It's where you get the mindfulness. You get to go hide away and just be with your thoughts. I like to be fast about it. Get in, get well, out. you know, that too. Put your toilet down, flush the toilet, walk away. <laughs> but Wash your hands. It's, it's clean. It's great. So, yeah, between the put the toilet seat down, the bidet, and washing your hands, it's a whole much better of an experience and cleaner, healthier. Yeah. That's about that's about all we need to say about that. Wild stuff. Um, Wild stuff. But the, a big thing I want to go back to, which is like way back, is – um. By the way, I, I got a tap, like, good job, Rob. You, I went a whole hour doing this show with you without going on a, like, we're going to, we're going to swerve this way. And Wait. that was my first time doing it. It was the bet that was the bed thing. We've, I've stayed on track for most of this conversation because we're, we're going to go back. Now. That's up for interpretation. So, for Rob's standards. <laughs> I like, that's the one, th- uh, everybody that knows me, if they've known me for more than three hours, they know that the conversation is going to start here and it's going to end over there. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's what this is all about though. We can go back though. Let's go back. All right. So it's important to listen to someone. Take in who they are. Again, not by the way they look, right, or what they believe in, or where they're from, but the content of their character, the way their the way their mind is, right, right. And that's what I did with you, right. And we're here today because of it. You weren't a, you're not a bad person. You were not a bad person then. But if I were to just prejudge you, or if you were to prejudge me and be like, oh, I don't want to hang out this this liberal this, guy. This artsy, this artsy guy. Yeah, this guy. This guy. He doesn't like believe the same things I do. He's a hipster. He drink, <laughs> exactly. He drinks, he drinks $9 coffee. <laughs> it takes this guy, this goofy guy, it takes him 15 minutes to make a cup of coffee. Dude, buy a fucking Keurig. 30 seconds, you're done, brother. First of all, about six, I know, seven I, minutes. I know. No, no, I, you're, you're, I'm, uh, you're, your numbers are high. But they're not too far off, but I'm going to be more accurate. About six, seven minutes. Yeah. And the way I can get them down, it's probably around a dollar, dollar fifty a cup when you do it yourself. I, I know. But if you do go to coffee shops, they can be five, six, seven, eight dollars. I've been to a few of them with you. Yeah. In the in the before world. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, Remember when we used to go to the movies together? I do. Was so weird. I know. Was so long ago. No, not weird because we're two guys. Weird because- No, weird because we went to the movies like- I miss Nobody doing it. I miss going to the movies every Monday. We go out to lunch afterwards. Yeah. So, 
That seems like a lifetime ago. I know. I can't wait to do it again. But though. anyway, so we don't judge people based on. Yeah, let me get back to what I was saying. Yeah, it's your show. <laughs> I have a tendency to hijack people's shows. You hijack. <laughs> I like it though. I'm good at it. I like it though. Well, my 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 prerogative is to pry and answer, ask questions, and I've been doing that. And you've been talking. I've been listening, and that's people need to learn how to listen more. Not saying you do. I'm saying my son Santana only talks when they should listen. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge people by their belief system. I've seen it too much on the internet. It is so counterintuitive to progress. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody change if you just berate them? Why? Tell me why. Give me any time that's ever worked. It will not work. It cannot work. The math does not add up. It takes time for anybody to see a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Give people the benefit of that doubt. If someone comes off as being sexist or racist, calling them that and blocking them won't help. In, unless they're, they might have a mental illness and they're just berating you. Okay, I get that. But in, on average, they might just need to be heard, talk to them, maybe tell them anecdotal information, maybe tell them scientific information, maybe tell them talking about history. Maybe they, they weren't educated on history and the trials and tribulations of people through over time. Maybe they only still know what's now and not what has been. Take your time with people. It takes patience. It takes education. It takes hard work. And I think that's why people don't do it. It's hard. It's it's really hard to be like, wait a minute. Oh, I agree with you about nothing, and I still want to talk to you and learn about you and try to give you as much information I can share. And it's gonna it might take years to slightly turn your perspective because what you're a good person, but you have a couple things that's contorted from reality, you sure. know? And it could take years. And it's hard, and I think people don't have the the mindset for it. They're, they don't have the patience for it. And they just kind of block, done, f you, this, that. Oh, you believe this? I hate you. You can go to hell. Everyone who loves Trump goes to hell. Like that doesn't. Why would that help seventy three million people? Be like, oh, they're right. You know, he said to go to hell, so I should probably listen to them now. So I'm glad that you didn't do that to me. Right. And I, I'm, it's weird to say I'm glad I didn't do you, but uh, I didn't do it to you. Right. You but know. The, but yeah. But then at the same time. That was the before world. You know, I think a lot of people have changed now. You oh. know, and they've either gone further in the wrong direction or they've gone or they've said somebody like myself going, I didn't really pay attention to some things like I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went with the flow. Mm-hmm. Now that I've watched and read and listened to people, listened to scientists, listened to, you know, people that are in these situations, I've now little more i'm not fully educated i'm always here to learn but different cultures different religions different political ideologies uh further left or further right i'm 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 here to learn i'm here to listen and to your point you know like you just said you just sit back and listen and then ask questions that's how you learn yeah that's how progress is Mm mm-hmm it's slow. It's the only way. I know. It's a lifelong journey. It's the only way we're going to get anywhere, folks. Like what you were saying about making your bed. That's one incremental step to that lifelong journey of honing in on who you are. It's small, but it's a metaphor for starting your day with something completed. Right. And the best part about it, the thing that isn't spoken about enough when talking about making your bed or just morning stuff, is when you go to bed, you, the bookshelf ends of your day when you go into a clean well-made bed it 
that makes you feel nice. And you just flip the covers and you slide and everything's nice and the pillows are perfect and you're not, it's not a mess of everything wrapped up and a blanket shoved to the corner and where is that pillows on the ground? That, that That's very peaceful and that's calming. It's therapeutic on right. both sides of it. And that's the simplest metaphor for taking your time with stuff, do a little bit at a time, incremental changes. It is a very slow One, progress. One percent. Yeah. One percent. Going to the gym to be obsessive and be like, I'm not, I, I got I to gotta look better. I got to go to the gym. It's like, take your time. Go a couple times a week. Try Go once a week. Do that for three months. Then go twice a week. Do that. Maybe it might take you a whole year before you start going regularly. But hey, you got 80, 70, 90 years on this planet. Take your time with it. You'll get there. You'll be all right. Cut out other stuff along the way. Make that progress quicker by cutting out maybe the bad food. So like right. going to the gym feels better and you got better results. That's what I've been doing now. That's yeah. good. I remember when we were talking about the the, the fasting and the, the less. See, none of that stuff worked for me. I just had to, I just, I eat like a caveman. How do you I mean? get, I eat chicken. Mm -hmm. Or fish mm -hmm. or tuna. Mm -hmm. uh, I only eat red meat once a week. So I get two. So it's either Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. I get to have my fun meals. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had jerk chicken and mashed potatoes on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, I made uh, I made pulled chicken because I've been learning how to cook more. Why'd you say you eat like a caveman? So, dur during the week, I eat vegetables. Mm -hmm. uh, little, I still eat carbs, just not a lot of carbs, you know, you know 35 calorie bread or whatever. Um, meat and vegetables like mm -hmm. a caveman yeah that's what they ate back that's then you know, no potato chips no none of that bullshit yeah I haven't had a drop not for any other reason than what I'm trying to achieve physically yeah haven't had a drop of alcohol in three and a half weeks nice you know yeah Um. I don't drink pop so that was never an issue but and you said the fasting, it doesn't work for you? It just it didn't work. You know, the intermittent fasting was difficult for me because of the, my lifestyle, my, my sleep schedule. Yeah. So for me, like, I've not eaten yet today, but, like, when we wrap this up and I get home, I'll probably have, like, a Nutrigrain bar or something. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to the gym, and then I'll come home, and I'll take my protein and my creatine. Mm -hmm. And then I'll make some fish and like a bag of Brussels sprouts probably around 6 o'clock. I'll mm -hmm. eat that, and then I'll eat like another meal at like 9 or 9.30 because I'm up till 2 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it's all relative to your circadian rhythm, and you have to hone right. in on it. The diet interacts with the sleep. The sleep interacts with the diet. They both interact with the exercise, and they both interact with the mental stability and accomplishments of the day. You have to put them all together. They're all related so when one or two or three or four of the all 10 moving parts, any of them off, it won't work. Right. And that's probably why it's not working for you because do you go to sleep at 2 o'clock every day? I usually don't go to bed before that, so. But that's, but that's you know, it's just like for people that, you know, like a buddy of mine who kind of gave me some tips with this because he's like, well, this is why this isn't working and that's why that's not working. Yeah. Yeah, he wakes up at 5 o'clock in the morning. He works mm -hmm. for ComEd. Mm -hmm. So he works up at 5 o'clock in the morning. But mm -hmm. he's in bed at 10.30 at night. Mm -hmm. So... You know, they go, don't, don't eat after 7 p.m. Well, that's for people that go to bed at 10.30. But you don't have to go to bed at 2. You have, but, but I like, that's that's just, that's how I roll. I'm, yeah. up, I'm up at 8.39. That's yeah. just how I roll. Do you have everything about shifting it, like midnight to 7? No, because I work better at night. Mm. It's it's that it's that mental thing of, I can focus, it's the ADD. Everybody else is sleeping. 
nobody's going to distract me. I'm not going to get any phone calls or emails. Mm. I can really focus. That also happens in the morning, though, because no one's doing anything. No one's no one wants to do anything at 6 I'm or 7. I'm also not a, I just don't, I've never been a morning person. I don't like mornings. Yeah. I like the darkness. Yeah. I like nighttime. Yeah. I, I, my, honestly, fuck the movie theaters, fuck concerts, fuck performing, fuck trying to make it an entertainment. You know what I miss most about the before world? What? Grocery shopping at 1 a.m. Because every, everything fucking closes at like 10 o'clock now because yeah. they got to disinfect or whatever, right? Yeah. Same with the gym. My gym used to be open 24-7. And the way I've really been taking it so seriously lately mm-hmm. is it's like, God, I wish I could. Because it's like if I don't go before noon, between noon and like 6 p.m., there's too many people there for me. It's it. They they follow all the rules, but it's just it's too many people for me. It freaks me out. Plus, too, they're using all the machines that I want to use. So I either got to go like nine, ten o'clock in the morning when there's nobody there. Cause everybody's there from like 6 a.m. to like 8 a.m. before work, right? And then during the early part of the day, there's nobody there. And then at night, the last like two hours, it's good to go. Cause they close at nine, but they used to be open 24 7. I miss that work. I miss the nightlife. You know what I mean? Hop, it's midnight. I'm going to go grocery shopping. Hop in the car. There's nobody there. There's like three other people in the store. You know when there's also not a lot of people there? Like 9.30, 10 a.m.? I know. But then you got to deal with sunlight and stuff. So your seasonal depression. I'm a vampire. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some of my I'm own advice. Vampire, baby. You said seasonal depression. Yeah. That's due to sunlight. I also do vitamin D therapy now. Still not sunlight, though. I know. So get more sunlight by waking Red up earlier. Therapy. Yeah. But I don't go outside. But you, you, right. But you would have to go outside. No, open up windows. Just have it coming in. I don't like the sunlight. I like when it's hot. Do you when it's hot? Do you want to not have such a bad seasonal depression? Yeah, I know. I should listen to your advice. Then you should try it. You don't have to listen to my advice. Try it. You're lucky because it's February and the sun's already. It's been longer days, so it's best to start. You know, in October, so you're prepared to get through. And I did it deliberately, and it changed my life. Yeah. I have had zero issues with this winter. Nothing has bothered me. Not sad. Nothing. It's bulletproof because of the diet, exercise, sleep patterns, consistency, circadian rhythm, diet, like everything. All of it built up, all those 1% have turned to like 90%. That's the whole That's the and, whole. And now idea. that's why I didn't want to go into it because I'm trying not to be like, you know, me, 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 me. Preaching. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm trying not to be preachy. Like like I do all the time. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Listen it works uh, very well. Yeah. And I don't even use alarm anymore. I just naturally get up at 6.55. Wow, good for you. My alarm's set for 7. It's a safety net, but I never even get to it. I'd sleep through an earthquake. Uh, I, don't, I can't sleep through anything. But what I'm saying is that all helps in getting in more daylight, opening up your curtains, letting sun, and going outside on walks deliberately, even though it's cold. Try it. Wear snow pants. Wear goggles. Just Ugh. do it. Get the outside into you. I hate the cold. It's not cold. When you have right gear, it's not cold. I, I know. I'm sw- I, I am. I, I have so much laundry to do because I come back every day just drenched because I'm sweating so much. I You're, just. I like wearing shorts. <laughs> then don't live in Chicago. Uh, well, it's, I know. <laughs> I know. I bitch. I'm your typical. I'm your typical American. I'm sure you'd be love, very warm. You're, you're a big dude. Moment. You'd probably be warm. I'm probably. sure. I'm sure. Oh, big, big old motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Rob. I know it's we we had a certain time frame. 
Dude, this has been a blast. It's been uh, fun. <laughs> uh, def, definitely going to have you on my show yes. within the next couple of weeks. Please do. I'd we'll, love we'll, to. It'll be virtual. Sure. So Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, I'm probably going to have you educate my audience on technical music, music <laughs> stuff. Did you see Rupert Neve died yesterday? <sighs> no. we'll, we'll end on this. You want to talk about that for a couple minutes before oh, I get out no. of here? no. I didn't know that. You know, I live under a rock. But no, so, I mean, full disclosure, I didn't even know he was still alive. You know, I knew was, so. I love like watching 96. his videos on YouTube, just learning about electrical. I know uh, electronics. Just. But I was so I had recommended to everyone to watch Sound City, mm -hmm. the, doc, the Dave Grohl documentary, because mm -hmm. that that a really. I mean, that's to me that's what he's famous for is the eighty twenty eight Neve Council that Fleetwood Mac cut rumors on and Nirvana cut never just mind Neve on preamps and Neve equalizers. Everything Rick Rubin was cutting back in the day and mm -hmm. Tom Penny and Heartbreakers. Mm -hmm. um, but. I was reading a little bit to get, I mean, I remembered everything, but not, I didn't watch the documentary, but just, I was just getting some facts straight on Google before I did my show. And, you know, it's like, there's probably about a dozen people from the 20th century that, you know, it was like Phil Spector, you know, he was a monster, but he was a musical genius, you know? And I did a show on him when he passed, and I was like, let me be clear. He was a terrible person. Pulled, pulled a gun on the Ramones, pulled a gun on, you know, uh, Ronnie Spector. He's a terrible, just terrible human being. But what he did to progress music you know, with the wall of sound and, and everything and the, the, those hit, fucking hit records from the uh, early 60s changed the game. So somebody like Rupert Neve, I would say curious to know your thoughts i'd say around a dozen people from the 20th century that built i'm not talking chuck berry i'm not talking about bob dylan i'm not talking about artists i'm talking about people behind the wall mm. that created laid the foundation built built the house that we now have to do all the capabilities that we have would you would you say maybe about a dozen people it's a lot like, more. Like Les Paul, definitely somebody. The the engineers and the scientists. You need, it's, you need a yin, yin and yang. You like sure. you need the art that uses the technology. That's why right. I love both. I love right. both. Right. And I think they're both important. But yeah, the engineers and the scientists who create the uh, the electrical devices come up with the the schemes to to make them happen. The, the, the technology behind it, preamps, equalizers, compressors, reverb units, tape, machinery, microphones, diaphragms on the microphones, all that technology. See, I can't wait to bring you on my show because you can talk about all this stuff way better than I can. Uh, headphones. Um, this stuff is what made, it's what turned the 60s into such a phenomenon of music because the technology was there to capture it. And the technology was there to make the effects that made the Beatles cool and, and Jimi Hendrix cool. Right. Jimi Hendrix was trying to play guitar in 1949. There's no solid body guitars yet. There's no wah pedal. The amplifiers can't even handle those sounds. Like, he was in the right place at the right time, um, time like literally in the timeline of human existence. So, yes, people who created, for those who don't know, a microphone preamp is necessary in order to record. And Rupert Neve designed arguably the best ones of all time. Um, at least got the ball rolling on him. So yeah, people like him, they get under look, the, the engineers who create an operating system for a computer for us to use and record in Logic. Um, right. You don't know the names of those people. You just know about Kanye West who uses it. 
So, yeah, it's important, and, and, and those people should be thought of more. You know, my um, Michael Faraday, one of my favorite scientists of all time, who one who pretty much discovered uh, electromagnetic fields within um, devices and created them using copper and magnetic poles to create a voltage, and that's what we have in microphones now and, and headphones. And no one knows who that is. No right. one knows that. I, that's t- I was today years old when I first heard this. Name. Yeah, I I want to get a poster of him framed and put there. And it's like, you know, he wasn't he wasn't traditionally a scientist. He didn't go to school for it. He just studied it and read a lot about it and was naturally a very smart person, gifted. But yeah, these are the people you are just like, oh, who's that? Who's this person? And it's like you know the artists, you don't know the people who made the equipment, the gear, and the foundation for them to be uh, putting stuff through it. We can't even get the Smiths into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, how are we going to educate people on who these folks are? <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to. But uh, anyway, I digress. So yeah. you want to plug your, your things first? Uh, you can end? find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck and then on Instagram at Rob underscore Fishbeck. Working on some music. We'll get there. We didn't even talk about music today, which was crazy. Yeah. So you, you can tell we have a rapport. We'll be getting together doing some things. You can find us all over the place. Um and then check out my YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. I'm trying to get some growth. I just really started about three weeks ago. So I'm a baby, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And StreamYards is awesome because I just got that last week. A buddy of mine walked me through it. So live streaming has become so much easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got. Uh, I do pretty much three shows a week on there. And then you can find me on Stereo as well. We've already done some Stereo shows together. And sure. we'll continue that. Sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim Strakowski, for presenting, bringing, and showing, and letting me display your artwork, which you could find on Instagram under uh, Bulbs2021 or 2021. And uh, thank you again, Tim, for your amazing art. Big fan. I wish that they could be seen more clearly on camera. And Rob, thank you for being here. You're a good man, good person. I'm glad that we didn't prejudge each other and we just looked at each other for being a person and being and now we're all on the same side and we're all on the same side isn't that fucking wild (laughs) hey (laughs) thanks rob peace out kids bye